Oi, anybody registered? I ain't seen no bleep nowhere, man. Sunday morning grass is frozen. Hello. Oh, it is all I need. <laughs> Oi. Baga. Driving slow on Sunday morning, and goddamn it's cold out here. Holla, holla, holla! What the fuck? You can't stop the music. You can never stop the music. Live experimentation. Shout Motherfucking why not podcast. Shout outs, man. We are the Why Not Podcast. Why don't you tell the people where the fuck we is, man? It's motherfucking wide out podcast, nigga. Shit. You know what it is. Shit. You know what it is. It's the motherfucking why not podcast. MKB. Myeasy, man. Myeasy. You know what it is. You know. Sunday morning. The grass was frozen. The sun was shining, but it was fucking cold outside, bro. Joe Brick sun. It ain't shit. It ain't Yo, shit. Nigga. Like there was a mist from like all the ice thawing off of the plants. Like niggas have got like they've they've got you know rich people. <laughs> you know, rich people that have got like p- property with like Igbeg yeah. and on top of that they've got the bit out front where they do like a fancy Some like a design bush shit. design, mm-hmm. right? These motherfuckers have p- had put some protective super, you know, 15 ply toilet paper lookalike situation <laughs> on top of the fucking bushes. Because <laughs> this, this, this shit is cold, <laughs> nigga. Yo, this shit. Yo, bro. And they, it's a fucking oh national shit. gas shortage. <laughs> Yo, nigga, it's crazy, bro. Oh, shit, nigga. You know, my girlfriend just bought a, a fucking a gas heater online, but can't find a cylinder or gas anywhere because... Ain't that a bitch. It's a motherfucking national gas shortage, bro. Ain't that I wouldn't shit. have believed it, bro, because I went to the shop yesterday or the day before. Two days or three days at most. Yeah. Um, To see if I can get a cylinder for her. I walk in. I greet two white ladies there, Afrikaans accent. I say, do you have uh, gas cylinders? They both give me like an evil scowl, like... Then they look at the security cameras like, why is, are they letting people in? There's no <laughs> gas. There's no gas. It's a national gas shortage. And just as I was about to not believe them, two white guys walked in and they told the dudes to do the same thing. And those dudes like, turned ah. around and walked out. I was like, yo. I'm like, ah, there really ain't no it's gas. It's a national white gas. <laughs> like it's a national <laughs> gas shortage, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's winter. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, yeah. There's no gas. Fucking, I hope 
escom doesn't decide to like bro, I was reintroduce right itself there. my name is hope bro. i was going right there yo i hope these niggas because like all we got is this fucking if you have any yo nigga i ain't even got no candles no more nigga this shit's all this out you, you should invest in a few hot water bottles yeah yeah Invest in a few of those motherfuckers, especially for your cold fucking toes, nigga. If you even motherfuckers got cold feet, cause you know, from kids at end, and you about that flip flop life, nigga. Hey, bro. <laughs> about that life, nigga. No, but <laughs> you've but evolved past the cold, nigga. Yes, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Nigga. We, should, we, don't, we don't feel this shit the same, nigga. This shit don't hit the same. Yeah, You know, that's today. How you doing, bro? Oh man, I'm chilled. Uh, I'm gonna be fucked up in a few hours because I was working. Yeah, you just came from a fucking night night shift, all nighter. Oh motherfucking nighter, nigga, this shit ain't right. Yo, but your shit is crazy though. Like, is it ridiculous working from home? Is it worse? No. I'm trying to compare. Like, yo, yo, when you are working, you are online the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There's no, there's no, you know, I I stepped out for a, a smoke break that was too long type of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, does that not make it worse, though, being, like, on the job at home, or is it because better? Because of the connection, you think? Maybe not because of the connection, just because of, like, now this thing is at home. Like, there's no going away from it. Mm-mm. Is it? I would fuck, fuck with that. Fuck that. Nigga, I'm working, and I got my laptop right there beside me. Right. Catching up, whatever the fuck I need to catch up to. Aye, aye, aye. So you can multitask. Yeah. Aye. So I'm playing F1 mostly. I've caught up with. Yeah, I was watching a lot of F1. I've been watching a lot of series. I've started finally. Fucking F1 cars. Yeah. What? I love F1. You don't know that shit. That shit shouldn't have stopped. Like those niggas, they got no fucking no, social distancing <laughs> issues. Ain't <laughs> 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 no fucking social distancing in the car. <laughs> And fuck the fans that are on the stands, <laughs> nigga. What the fuck are you doing? It's too loud for you to be this close to the fucking track, my that nigga. Is insane. Yeah, go loud. home. Stream it live. Yeah, it's going to be better for you, loud. bro. Um, I remember when we... Shout out to South Africa, man. Um, when we hosted the A1 series. Not the F1, but the A1. Which was eerily similar. Because it was just... Instead of... What happens in the F1, it's different um, brands, car brands, and uh, different uh, mechanical chandises. It's like uh, you got Mercedes, you got uh, um, Ferrari, you got McLaren, you know, competing against each other. Yeah. Right. With A1, it was countries. So it was South Africa, Sweden, Japan, so Germany. So the World Cup of, of F1. Yes, of F1. F1 was like a Premier League. Uh, yep, absolutely. Okay. And it was the World Cup of F1. And you could buy, and you could use any vehicle, any brand. Well, the, 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 um, the criteria and um, the limitations, the statutes, if I may. I hope I'm using that word right. I always want to use that word. The statutes is like laws. Like yes, motherfucker. Law, yes, okay. the statutes. Shits. Around it regulate they they have regulations for what the car can be it's essentially it's very very similar in the setup and then your personal tuning and tweaking is what gives you an i'm saying it's like we can all be driving bmws if bmw makes the best version of that car and every country yeah yeah that okay, okay yeah 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 essentially like that yeah 
And you um, said you finally caught up with what? Outside of A1 and No, F1. I finally started. Um, F is for motherfucking family, nigga. Oh my god, you finally started, nigga. Oh, I'm on the second nigga. season, bro. I've been oh, fucking been. Bill Burr's life been. was terrible, bro. Br- yo, but it was so crazy because, yo. like, yeah, but okay, you go, you go. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to have the F is for family <laughs> conversation because, like, <laughs> yo, that show is crazy, bro. And the thing is, so this is F is for family, it's an animated series yep. on Netflix. Yep, it's about Bill Burr's story. In the story, yeah, yeah, it's his childhood it's his story, and um, he voices his dad's character, yeah. and he's like the the younger brother in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's insane. Tell me what tell me what what strike struck a chord for you. What was it? Was it familiar, or was it what you loved Bill Burr for? Like what you yeah, loved his stand up comedy for? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was because in his stand up, he's always spoken like that so now we know you are talking as his dad and he spoke and the he's annoyed he's, he's spoke old white man voice he past. spoke about that though that but you remember that there's this joke he did about his dad is like um like his dad was so mad all the time like whatever whenever shit went wrong he like he'd be cursing his wife out it's like i knew i knew i shouldn't have been with you like he'd be fixing the fucking uh table and the screwdriver's like not coming on well. Like, like mm. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, yeah. fucking screwdriver! Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have married you, Marie. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have married you. I stayed with you. You, are, you are lucky. And that's what? exactly what his dad you does know? in the fucking show, nigga. <laughs> that's exactly who that nigga is, bruh. bro. That nigga is highly strong. He's always fucking ready to curse. Why are you mad, man, yeah, bro? This nigga is always gangbanging on bacon, bro. Don't fuck with this nigga. So it it, it was it was really. And he speaks about the 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 um, how that then got instilled in him, mm. you know, that he's become that angry man um, with his wife. Mm. And now the crazy bit is what he shows is his family growing up, but that's the family he's now stepping into because I think he just had his second. Yeah, it was yeah, his second child. Oh, he was talking about this one, Rosie. Yeah, yeah, he just had his second child recently. Shout outs to him. Um, so he's stepping into the same situation. Mm. And it's just, you know, another reflection. There's a lot of conversations that can spawn off this mm. um, regarding this. But it's it's an amazing show. That's, mm. that's, mm. that's, mm. and the translation of his stand up onto the show. Um, but, like, bro, it's crazy. Like, <coughs> you know, there's a lot. Like, when we talk about F is for family, bro. Yeah. There's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Wild. It's like it's wild. The fact it's like when Bill Burr tells the stand up, m- you maybe you can uh, you can you s- you you get the humor, right? Mm-hmm. Of like the tragic life situation, yeah. right? Like just being a a person who's perpetually just like grumpy, angry. Like <laughs> that's not a happy person. Like, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Right, but yeah. because it's comedy, yeah, it's funny. He exaggerates the 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 it irony brings, yeah. and it shit like that, right? Yeah. Then you take that and you present it in the form of animation, which is why I really love animation. Absolutely. And then you can like paint a scenario where this nigga just fucking rails on his wife, right? Just taking out some issues or frustration or, or, or of his own, mm-hmm. 
But because it's a cartoon scenario, it doesn't play out as it would ordinarily. Something else happens that throws the, 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 the momentum off of that moment of railing on your wife, taking a frustration out on her, and makes and, and, and continues the comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Just like stand-up comedy is. Yeah, yeah bruh. So it's, it's... And it speaks about that. Mm. Like, how... If you want to illustrate the fucked up things that happen to kids, just animate the kids. You can't show real kids in a series or movie snorting cocaine. Mm, it fucking does speak <laughs> about that. It does. Yeah, you know, but as soon as you animate the kids, the kids can snort cocaine, they can snort chicken skin, they can snort anything. Look at all the shit that Cartman's done. You fucking know. Eric Cartman. So snorting fucking KFC, bro. Fucking um, bro. Chicken skin, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. So animate the shit, and you can probably illustrate your point in context. That's mm. the beautiful part. Because mm. mm. now a lot of people are getting to see, essentially, his jokes in context. Where, mm. like, how Andrew Schultz does a, a um, what's that called? Where they just work on jokes, work on them, work on them, yeah, work on them, uh, and refine them. Um, that show. Yeah, right? the, fuck, I forgot the name. Yeah, of the show. I, I forgot the name, name as yeah. well. So that's what Bill Burr is doing with this show. He's showing where he gets all of his content yeah. being his real life. That's what he speaks about anyway. Like, right. that, like y'all, y'all motherfuckers don't understand. This is uh, really how this shit came about. So it's a lovely show, bro. For someone who loves and enjoys Bill Burr, it's an amazing show. Mm, so, mm. yeah, I've been... No, bro, it's dope. Like, I'm on the second season. Um... Uh, I w- I watched the first. Like, there's a lot of shit, bro. Like, actually, this is a good opportunity to like plug shit. Like, there's another one that's mm-hmm. animated on 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 Netflix about like hormones. I forgot what the fuck it's called. Right? It's about <laughs> fuck. I should look that's this shit up. That's some harsh. Yeah, no, nigga, it's, it's so dope. This shit, bro, because like it breaks concepts down, especially for kids, because mm-hmm. it represents them in a way that the kid can like see and like understand as a thing yeah. right as yeah. a concept as an entity so the, uh, i forgot the fact uh i won't be able to talk and search for this on netflix because you know <laughs> i can't multitask <laughs> like that so <coughs> in this thing it's this kid who's a boy and there's another kid who's a girl and they're going through puberty and then they wake up and there's this monster that represents you know i guess Puberty. Puberty and hormones and, you know, this monster, it talks, okay. you know, it's got, a, and then she's got her own monster and it tells her things and it, you know. So how are these monsters relaying what is going on? Like no, they're like advising you. It's like, you know, when they draw oh, so a cartoon with like, uh, you've got a little devil on your, on your shoulder. Ah. Now imagine like a, a life-size gremlin, yeah, right? Like a, a fully side. grown gremlin that's on your side. But that's like that. He, but he is trying to like push off the just the, 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 game, the hormonal shit. Though yeah. he's explaining it as I guess like it's raw and natural. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really like theory and you know, it's yeah, just it's it what ha- happens it's in nature. Yeah, you yeah. see it happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like that's uh, fuck. I don't know what this shit is called. Maybe I'll have uh, uh, get catch a, an opportunity to 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 search it later. But that and Efforts for Father, it's been dope. There's also another one, um, the one I was talking about the last time, where the, the it's really a podcast. These niggas, this nigga does a podcast, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with his mom 
Yeah, and some episodes got his mom, and then he's just animated like random stories behind the conversation. Like, imagine if you and I were having this conversation, and every time we talk, like, like there's a representation of this conversation in animation. It may have nothing to do with the conversation. It might be some motherfucker who's walking and jumping over shit and talking to somebody else, and this motherfucker is rowing on a boat, and they're having the conversation you and I are having. Mm-hmm. So the animation doesn't even have to Represent be, r- you know, a representation of the conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I really have been enjoying that type of content on, on, on Netflix. Um, I remember I started that show, and I don't know what happened. But yeah, I it's fucking, yeah, it's dope. It it's actually going to help me contextual. I really am going to use some of these things in my parenting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it really helps, like, like my daughter is nine and like understands multi dimensions off of like Spider Man, oh yeah. multi universe, oh yeah. multiverse, and like you know, wee bit of of, of Rick and Morty, you know, little bit, wee 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 a little bit, you know, supervised uh, little bit, you know, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, parental guidance for show. Sure. If, if you switch the if 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 you if you switch the cursing off, this show is silent. It's just silent. That's how much cursing in it there is. Yeah. But um, p- crazy enough, you talk about the understanding multiple dimensions. Because I've always regarded one of the greatest things. I mean, besides giving me free food and electricity and warm water, you know, and a shelter. Mm. One of the greatest things my dad ever did for me was teach me the theory of relativity at whatever age I was. I think I was fourth grade or some sh- crazy shit like that. Mm. And I I remember getting the gist of it as a fourth grader. Mm. Not truly what it represents. Mm. Right? So Did it make a difference in your life when you understood it? Absolutely. Till this day. That's yeah. one of the greatest Even your theories. fourth grade mind understanding was like, wow. Yeah. And this shit makes more sense. And this now. is another thing. So this is why I love analogies and relation and teaching in a way that someone will understand. Mm. You know, being mm. the best mm. way. Using other words, teach. This word will come up later on in this conversation. Yeah, right? Continue. So, like speaking in someone's language, uh, there's a there's a there's a word for it. I forget it. Um, but anyway, so my dad explained the theory for, uh, of relativity to me in cars, in car language, in car languages. Yeah, like yeah. in cars. And he said, this nigga is driving from the left to right. This nigga is driving from right to left. One is driving at 60 k's per hour. One is driving at 70 k's per hour. The point at which they meet when they intersect, they are driving at, what, 60, 70. That's 130. Mm. They are driving at 130 k's an hour to each other in relation so relativity works as what are you comparing whatever you are talking about I'm driving 70k an hour in relation to your 60k relative to your 60k yes uh, but you're only driving 70k an hour relative to the squirrel on the road that's standing still. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Right. So th- my assessment as a uh, as a motherfucker standing on the like a fucking police officer. Yeah. Who's got there with the camera? Yeah. 
you're moving at 120 relative to him. To him. But the other motherfucker that you collide into, you are moving at 320 if he's driving at, you know, 200. Aye, 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 aye. That's the theory of relativity. The greatest theory possibly in human history. That's how fucking simple it is. But when applied, that's the craziest shit you'd So what was your seen. child applying that shit to? Uh, my childhood. You like mean? what? I'm, I'm curious. Like what was the theory of relativity like applied to the mind of a, of a fourth grader MYEZ? Uh, I don't even know if I can. Let me try and think. Or but what? Like what problems were you solving in your life, or were you getting more understanding of? Um, for me at the time, I remember this is like um. <sighs> this is crazy, cause my girl was mad when I said this. When I said that my mom said this to me, when like I remember coming back home, and I came out second in class for some test mm. and i was mad and i was why mad. mad bro why are you always bad <laughs> right i was mad and what i was mad at is more than the fact that i was second is that a girl beat me mm. and my mom said what the fuck's going on i'm like i'm mad I came out second like who beat you I'm like some girl like how you gonna get a girl beat you how you gonna get a girl beat you that's what your mom said. That's she said, how you gonna let that happen? I don't let that happen. Oh, a girl nigga. gonna beat you? Nah, nigga. Nah, we ain't having that. So, you wait, you say your lady got mad when you told her that that's that, what your mother... Yeah, she, she, she said, that's some bad advice yeah, and shit. Bro. I'm like, nah, bro. Nah. For me, it's still not to this day. Tell me how that's not bad advice. It's inspirational because I feel like um, if I were a female... And I came out second to a boy. My mom would have said the same thing, or should have said the same thing. How you don't let a boy beat you? Mm. How you don't let a boy beat you? Right? It's right. instilling the competi- the competitiveness, the competitive mind in your child. In any case, it's not a. For me, it wasn't a sexist thing. I'd, at at the time, I is it okay? Right, yeah, right. It wasn't. Is it today? Do you reflect on it? And concede the point that your lady makes when she says that wasn't. Yeah, I can see how that comes across, but right. because I believe in it across the uh, the, the 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 border, across right. genders, right? Like each should inspire, uh, aspire to be better than the other, anyway. Right. And we Lumens women, anyway, so so it matters when a girl. <laughs> Yeah, we ain't got no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what y'all think y'all doing out here oh with no. goals and ambitions. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Nah, nigga. Um, so, anyway, I mean, yeah, it's sexist, but I don't mind it that much. Maybe mm. let me just put it like that. It's context, right? It's rel- relative yeah. to relative to you and your mom and what that message taught men for you right right it was <coughs> different it meant a different thing okay this is definitely going to do all segue into the unimind theory absolutely right absolutely um but i wanted to first link go back a bit to the bill Burr scenario yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. about the there's so much bro there's so much so the bill Burr uh show uh f is for father f 
Efforts for Family. It's for Family. Mm-hmm. Should definitely have been called Efforts for Father, but it's <laughs> Efforts for Family, <laughs> right? Really, and what you just said about him saying, like, I'm finding myself becoming that person in, in parenthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And the the satirical presentation of what that relationship because I watched that shit and I'm like, yo, this environment was toxic. Like for, like if you see his big brother's experience of that family mm-hmm. in the in the cartoon, mm-hmm. the kid who lived in the basement, the firstborn who, like, yeah. if I try to imagine what the real life version of that nigga is and who he is to the world, based on like how he saw himself relative to his dad, his siblings, mm-hmm. you know his siblings in the eyes of his dad and his mom and how that influenced who he is to other people in the rest of the world. Like, I watched that show and I'm like, this is how crazy white people are made. It's funny. Yeah. We watch it as a it cartoon. It can be represented in a funny way. It's funny, but, but yo, like, you know, right? And then I say, but the dad character, right? That is not really... That ver- that experience of fatherhood, of like someone who's not, who doesn't present as being satisfied with like life or happy with mm-hmm. life, right? Whether it's, you know, anger and frustration or being s- sullen and withdrawn, you know, that's from maybe this is me again just being uh, reflecting is a, is a common outside of white. Miss, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right, that experience thing. of fatherhood is one that is common outside of whiteness, mm-hmm. right? Like that distance in relationship, especially if now you're watching now Bill Burr and his brother in relation to their dad, right? So I watch that a lot, and I'm like, yo, bro, like sometimes I feel like what makes this show interesting to me is like a little bit of me can like relate. Not to the the screaming, shouting, berating, but just to the 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 dad figure being something that's you know distant from you. Like how he he talks to the little girl, the mm-hmm. sister, mm-hmm. in relation to the eldest son, mm-hmm. like that, like that. Living in a world where the people who brought you to this world, you know, treat you or you rec- you perceive them to be treating you particularly I- in a particular way in the relative to other people and how all those things affect who you become in the w- in the w- in this world in this life thing. Yep. Um so as you were talking about like that I thought about the father figure and the imp- influence on on like you know the sons like who the sons become in this world that we are that we are living in right and again we are w- not even again every day we are in a in a world where the conversation of the, the heinous crimes committed by men against women, you know, is a conversation to be had. Um, and every time I look at that show, I'm like, fuck, how do, I, how do we collectively solve a problem that starts from there, right? How do we collectively, how do we as a society or as niggas mm-hmm. solve a problem that comes from an environment that is nucleus, right? That stemmed from before that. Like, if that dad is like that, like, there's shit that he learned in life. From his dad. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you undo that? How do you undo 
learned behavior, like shit that you don't know you are looking for until 15 years into a, into a marriage and you're like, fuck, I, put, I picked a wife who's, I don't know, just like my mom and now I'm just like my dad, but I never liked my dad. But I became subconscious. Like, how do you unwork that? Like, more or rather collectively. I think at an individual level, there's a thing to that could be done about that, but it has to be a conscious effort. But like, how do we collectively contribute to more people like thinking about like how much of my future like if I d- if I think of myself as Bill Burr now and parenthood how much of these things that I am now or I'm doing now are a consequence of shit that I picked up historically reflecting and then deciding to address where you realize maybe I've changed my mind about how I feel about this thing or, or that thing how do we do it bro like I've had so many fucking conversations like in the past few days, you know, with niggas on some and like some of them have been awkward WhatsApp group. Somebody sends a text and like the 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 the, the engagement isn't necessarily as you know, not everybody as many people respond. Somebody says something like, you know, this shit needs to stop, da, 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 right? And then it, you know, not everybody responds to a conversation in person with someone where you speak and you share views and you're like, we're on the same page, but I just feel like if I'm talking to somebody who feels the same way I do, then I'm not really doing anything. Wait, now you're talking about like in relation to something like uh, like a gender-based violence? Yeah, like like this, what can be done? Like when the conversation comes up, right? Okay. Right? It comes up in many circumstances and sometimes it comes up in person in a conversation with somebody where you share views and you know, p- as between me and you, we are on the same page, right? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to understand. Okay, l- maybe let me not ask more questions. Let me ask with a, how much more can be done with a problem that starts from something that deeply rooted? And what do we do collectively to contribute to that solution as niggas? <coughs> Well, what I like doing in those circumstances is just examining where the problem stems from. Or rather, as we see where it seems to stem from, right? Mm. Like that that toxic household per se. What causes such households to mm. exist, you know? Uh, and thrive, it seems, as the culture hasn't stopped in generations. Mm. Um so maybe trying to figure that out and try to put a change in that, mm. you know. So I don't know. Not to reiterate the same thing I always talk about, but that's why my mind always ends up gravitating towards constitution and laws and mm. what allows someone to get what job, where, what allows, that, what dictates the um, amount of income they get and how they can spend their money, where they can go, how they can travel the world and gain new perspectives, which is what we were talking about into changing mindsets. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if any of Mm. that even changes anything. Like, I don't know if you take a rapist around the world, does he change his mind about raping? I don't know. But Mm. that's what I I think I'd try, given half a chance type thing, you know? Have you ever heard people say, we know so many victims of rape, but we don't know any rapists. Yeah. 
have you ever applied like ever thought of like one in your experience is that true and if so do you know how that comes to be i say this because like you know if if like if there was a rage if if people didn't say you don't know rapists right then i would assume that more people would say no these are the people then this is what has been done right people would be comfortable talking about what happens you know to those perpetrators in those scenarios so i can only assume you know if there aren't a lot of conversations about what the solution is you know the statement that there seems to be a lot of rape victims and no one seems to know the perpetrators like no one seems to be aware of who perpetrators are in society yet there are so many victims like what is that is that is is it uh you know you know you don't it doesn't serve you particularly to know so you don't make enough of an effort to find out well yeah 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 i won't i won't deny that because i think that exists in a lot of instances but I think it's a it's a it's a it's a it's like a mirage of a lot of things because there's a lot of silence uh, around issues as well, mm. um, whether it's gender-based violence, whether it's directly just rape, mm. uh, whether it's domestic violence. There's a lot of silence around issues uh, because they're still viewed a certain way. They bring discomfort to people, you know, and a lot of people, which is the saddest thing. And I, I, you know, I don't want to bring this up as 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 if it's the primary cause of anything. But I've encountered a lot of people who have spoken about silence being um, like like letting it go, like letting it pass, trying to forget about it being a way a coping mechanism for them or um a way to mm. mourn or like i don't not even mourn like yeah a coping mechanism a way to deal with it a way to get through it mm. to just let it go as quickly as they can try to forget about it as quickly as they it's can is are those is when you talk about the them in that scenario is yeah. are those victims or people in society who victims i haven't yeah. encountered this is how we mm. end up speaking about the there are so many victims, but we don't know any perpetrators mm. uh, type thing. Because I know there's often the side of victims. Mm. And in that conversation, mm. they are not relaying to me that, yo, this is who the person is and I tried doing this or I'm trying to do this or whatever the case may be. It's something like this happened to me and this is how I either dealt with it or am dealing with it mm. or, you know, however they choose to go about it. So... As much as I try, and I've honestly tried before, to no success still, it's difficult to then go, yo, but who is this person? Let me deal with them then. Or let me try my hand at reporting them at the law. Or, you know, let's deal with this. Let's go get this person over. I don't know what angle to take from there on. That's mm. what I'm trying to say. So, you know, so sometimes when I hear people say, we're here, we want to help, but we don't know what to do. That applies for me, even in the circ- even in the uh, in instances where someone is telling you that something has happened or just happened, mm. but this is how they're choosing to deal with it, mm. which is, which may be, uh, besides, what you may ordinarily advise them to to do, 
mm. you know what society may ordinarily advise them to do type mm. thing it's crazy that you like you this conversation has like gotten to this point because there was a point on my notes that i didn't know how to add which was like is black forgiveness a coping mechanism like you know how people talk about black people and yeah, black people are a peaceful people. They, you know, white people are scared of retaliation from black people. Black people are not perpetrators of, 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 of atrocities or whatever. And, um, you know, the thought crossed my mind to say, man, is that stance really like who we are or who we've come to be yeah. in the face of a universe where for as for since time immemorial as mm. far as we've got mm. records you know they, there's like the force forces outside us have consistently rallied you know to oppress us to keep us down or to you know yeah yeah we are like the the, me, the we, we've, we've always been like a natural resource to the world you know so we've always been so you've always had to understand that this is how the world treats you so so this must be your place type thing. Not even this must be your place, but like at a self preservation level. Right? Ah, because yeah, yeah, this yeah. thing is so greater than just you can do anything yeah. about it. At a self preservation level, you know, certain decisions not to act in retaliation to are taken. Then I now, you know, propose this question in this scenario that we're talking about now. To say, like, you know, in a world where there's so many rape victims and there's no, and outside of we are at the police station and we're talking about somebody who's getting arrested, when we're just having a conversation about the mm. way things are, there seems to be a great sense of, like, you know, we don't know who this is, so we don't know how to deal with, you know, the theys in this in, in the scenario. Mm -hmm. How do we then account to the extent that we can accept that a lot of that silence is not a I've made a conscious decision and I'm fine with it. Right? A lot of that decision not to act on it is like I'm not the first person. I have my whole life I've been warned that men do this. Right? Mm -hmm. The reality is you know, it was just the the feeling of like, you know, it was bound to happen. I've been trying to avoid it my whole life, but that's the life that's the world we the life we live as women. Yeah. You know? So how do we then how do we deal with that as us? The us now that's opposed to the the, the woman who's who's lived experience this is. Like I'm asking these questions not because I think you've got answers, right? Mm. But because, because you know I don't. Yeah. yeah, because I've been able to formulate some questions and I'm just trying to have a conversation. Right? Yeah. So mm. like if we can accept and understand that in the context of blackness that not acting out sometimes is not a is, is a lot of the times is not a conscious thought out decision, but it's a self preservation decision. Like a like, you know, this shit has happened, I don't want anything worse. Like I don't want to go through the tra the trauma that comes with like being the 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 the, the poster the image of a victim of rape and everything that comes with it. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like what then, right? So what is our response to that if that was the, the you know if we were having a conversation and this was a point being proposed let's troubleshoot that situation i don't know we'll have we'll have this conversation as far as we can you know it's i think 
and I had this conversation uh, with a friend of mine mm-hmm. over the weekend, and I was like, bro, uh, Ushak posted something about how, like, you know, niggas is broken and there's a lot of fixing that we got to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I agree with you, and it's not easy because it requires a lot of taking account for yourself and your life. S- and there's a lot of things that, you know, aren't your fault in life. And at some point, for those things not to hold you back, you just got to let go of them, like, regardless of what they are. And I'm saying from a nigger perspective, there's a lot of pain and hurt that we don't have the language to discuss amongst one another, like emotional shit, right? Because our conversations are in a particular language. Our relationships are are, are maintained in a particular language. So there's a lot of conversations, like you said, silences. A lot of it is, I don't know how to have a conversation with you about whatever Mm -hmm. that thing is, right? So I'm stuck to address that situation on my own. But I'm saying, like, so how do we do it? So my poor solution is like, bro, I hope by do having these conversations and making the effort to, like, put this shit out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right? Because, like, I don't know how to be there at the right time to change somebody's mind, to say, yo, my nigga, Zitin, like, what the fuck? Exactly. I'd, I would like to be, to participate in a conversation amongst six random niggas that I don't know through one random nigga that I don't know who happened to hear the podcast and share a view, right? Mm-hmm. And heard other niggas share the view and had the confidence to say in his own circle of niggas, eh, no, I don't agree with y'all motherfuckers. And maybe he won't feel like the odd one out in that feeling if he's heard or he's aware that this, whatever the opposing view is not the common, just because that's what you're hearing around your circles. And it's, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. Mm-hmm. But is that enough? Like how that's a, that's a long, that's a long term thing. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say, bro. We spoke about this. Well, it's it was it is was is everything ties in, you know. Um, like there's so many sayings that, like anyway. The highest form of self love is discipline, and niggas ain't disciplined. And niggas ain't had no conversation about it. Di- and you need discipline as a nigga because there's that thing that's called a boner and a dick, right? That shit does its own thing. It and if you're not disciplined, you won't be able to uh, differentiate like that from like from you. you, yeah, right? Yeah. But you, you, how do you learn discipline? Let's maybe this is yeah. Listen. It was written, right? <laughs> it was written. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how the whole uh, self-discipline uh, subject matter came up was, w- I saw a post. I think it was on Facebook. Someone saying the highest form of self-love is discipline, and I was like, man, that. And it was a nigger that put this, and I was like, man, I don't know life, the experience of life as a woman. But as a nigga, I know I can definitely say that my life would have been a lot better if I had learned discipline, if I was disciplined yeah. from if discipline in all the things that come with life, whether it's discipline with money, mm-hmm. whether it's discipline with um uh with 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 I don't know, fucking substances, right? Food, discipline with uh your body, like Meditation. health your mind mm-hmm. right sex you know 
um, relationships with other people, like discipline, like building in an internal principle that you stick to, that you hold a standard that you hold, not because somebody else has proven true, but because you've made the internal personal commitment that this is who you will be and represent yourself as, you know, to the world. Like, mm-hmm. that type of shit is shit that you look crazy talking about in your 30s when motherfuckers are saying you're having a midlife crisis, when you start, like, Realizing saying more shit. and more of the same thing because you're at a point where, like, it matters for shit to make sense to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you've been out in the wild for a long time and it's fine because you're a boy child. Being in the wild is, is fine. Right. So she's supposed to do that. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, like the, it's fine if you're existing in the wild, but then at some point you gotta like <laughs> figure out your own shit, right? Um, the highest form of self-love is discipline. I think there's a lot of things that we aren't a- we haven't learned, like to be disciplined about because we haven't had the teachings specifically about those things. Like, in a holistic, like, this is why I like fucking Rick and Morty. Like, Rick and Morty can, um, it's, uh, fuck, now I can't even think about the episode. Rick and Morty had an episode where the Beth and Jerry went to some marriage counseling. Did we talk about this in the last episode? I don't matter. Never talk about in the now. marriage counseling, they, they this alien marriage counseling, and they had a machine that could uh, they put it in your head, and like it can create your projections of what you think you mm. of your partner into like a manifestation. Okay, like right? an image, like a real image. like an image, like okay. a real image. And I think we did have this conversation, so I'll I'll reiterate so nonetheless, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they go there, they do that. So my daughter's seeing this, and then we have a conversation after, and she's like. You know, Beth is like, we are Teta, it's always this, that, and another. And then Jeff is just scared of Beth. And, and she's like, but why are they together? Yeah. Like, why are they together? And then I say, but do you remember what happened to the, the monsters that they, they thought of each other? The monsters that were created from their images, they, they are put in these cells, right? Mm-hmm. And you can go and view how your monsters are interacting with one another. Everybody else's monsters were like trying to kill one another. <laughs> Jeff. And I mean, Beth and Jerry's monsters yeah. cooperated and they broke out and then they were trying to like, oh and then yeah. you're right. And the Beth uh, monster was trying to create more of Jerry's. So it kidnapped the real Beth and then forced it to create <laughs> more Jerry's because the Jerry's can serve it. But that explained like a lot about relationship dynamics. Yep. Like I could refer to that to say, yo, you know, yeah. that's what this means in relation to that. Like, I can have a conversation with my daughter about relationships because it's been av- illustrated. Because like it's been animated. Shout outs to animation. Once so, again. but for her, it's a lesson, right? Yeah. Someone, like, you know, it's, it's an I took the time to say, yeah, this is actually, like, let me ask. I watched this episode and I was like, this is what I learned from it. I wonder what she learned from it. Let's have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot that niggas don't that ought well me and a lot of my peers mm-hmm. let me sp- limit it to let me not even speak for n- niggas in general speak for me and my experiences that you don't learn like that you don't learn because you, no one may have made the effort to teach you yeah. right that you learn because you at some point you realize oh fuck this shit is important i should know right yeah. and then you have to make the effort to figure it out on your own mm-hmm. 
right? But unfortunately in life, that's not an excuse for a lot of the shit that you do in your not knowing because it hurts a lot of people. Hurt people, hurt people. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of destruction in the path of like figuring out that, you know, you need to be accountable for a lot of shit and it's more than just a now thing. You know what I'm trying to say? And I'm not accounting for extremities of, you know, someone maybe who's medically challenged, whatever. I'm just talking about like the dumb shit that's based on like a lot of views that we hold because that's all we got. We ain't got no... We, we got you understand? Shit. <laughs> we got shit. Like I, I can say as much as I want that there's, there's pitfalls to patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. But the patriarchal society that I've grown up in my whole life that's what I know, right? I don't know an alternate solution, but I know there's issues. So I talk about the motherfucking problems and the issues. Yep. And I don't stand in the way when somebody else chooses to address it. Like, girl, I was here the other day having a conversation with OG Bobby Don Johnson. Got heated as usual. And it was around marriage and, you know, how the institution of marriage within Christianity and I think really in culture, African culture, and maybe... Not maybe it is just a Christianity thing has treated the woman participant in the institution and why women these days are like fuck that shit, bro. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. people are making are then making the personal decision to change. To say, I mean, I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to make sure that I negotiate a different scenario for myself. Should I decide to go down there? All this to say, niggas gotta be accountable, bro. I can't think of anybody who can do anything outside of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you are feeling triggered by posts about the, the violent shit that happens to women at the hands of men, and you feel so triggered that's a, that that's the only feeling that you can process in relation to that subject matter, my nigga, there's a lot of shit you need to figure out. There's a lot of shit you don't know. You may think you have a full understanding of the dynamics in this conversation, but you probably don't because I don't think you're accounting enough for the lived experience of the women in your lives. The women that you think that you meet every day and, you, and smile and you think everything is fine, right? But you don't understand the processing that they have to go through on a day-to-day -day basis just to get by. Um, yeah, bro. It's I just wanted to like reiterate that, bro. Like niggas gotta like step up. You gotta do it for yourself. You can't do it to to be able to answer what a nigga says on Facebook, bro. You can't be able to, to do it so that you can post something on Facebook and people will agree with you. If that's your objective, if you want that grand demonstration of Izzy, then I don't know, bro. I don't know, dog. You know, uh, you know what the crazy thing is? Yeah. I don't know if anybody realized it before or people disregarded it and dismissed the thoughts, but... Discipline is just as important as logic is. Mm. If you know niggas in logic. <laughs> Go ahead. Niggas <laughs> love. <laughs> <They> love. <laughs> love is of logic. Love, <laughs> love, 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 love. That don't even make no sense. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> like, fast to eat about it. You ain't the one that got fucked up. Like, logical shit. Exactly. All the, time. <laughs> that All shit, the fucking time. You don't know I got PTSD from <laughs> witnessing you get fucked up, nigga. <laughs> I need a bottle that too, shit, my nigga. nigga. Right? So, discipline is just as important. Because if I were to put it in an equation, 
you know how they say fuck you guys mad situation you know <laughs> you know how they say um talent is a very very uh requisite so the bare minimum requirement yes of whatever success you want to push with it mm. You ju- you need to be talented first, and then put in the work on top of it, and order mm, that mm. for greatest chances of success. Mm. Um, that discipline and logic. Logic is the talent. Discipline is putting in the work. And Those I think it's this discipline is that in whatever. Absolutely, just the way logic is mm. logic wherever with whatever. Whether you're setting up your bed, whether you're driving a car. Logic is fucking logic, and discipline is fucking discipline. Whether you're putting up a bed, whether you're driving a car, it's just as important. But because I don't think, I don't think we view it as that. That's why it's not. But that's it, let's have the conversation now much. about the disciplines that we lack as men, and maybe that's the better way to approach that conversation about self-love, right? Mm. So let's rephrase it. So we're having a conversation about the disciplines that we lack as men. And we're framing it as a, <coughs> if discipline is the best form of self-love, what acts of discipline have we developed in, f- in whatever spaces in our life? And what acts of discipline have we not? What behaviors have we de- developed? What behaviors have we not? So, for example, something easy, sexual discipline, condomizing, for every reason that there is under there, right? Condomizing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you are comfortable enforcing as a man in your sexual encounters? Do you have difficulty? Do you wait for her to di- to, to to propose it? Mm-hmm. Do you propose it up front? If she's like, ah, I don't fuck with that, are you as stern about saying, well, listen, this is not happening otherwise, or do you, like, I'm talking yeah. discipline to that extent, yeah. right? Do you have those kind of... And how many problems that you have now stem from you not having that discipline if you don't have it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so l- maybe let's start with the first one: uh, acts of of discipline and self love. Like, sex is a big thing in the in the relationship context, bro. Um, you know, for a long time, I thought the sex thing was like a thing for her pleasure. So for me, like, I can bust a nut. To go to sleep. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, if I can't sleep, I can just, like, jerk off, bust a nut. Pass like, my brain, my, my chemicals, there, just I can go sleep, right? Pass so, my relationship with sex is not intimate, mm-hmm. right? Like, my relationship with, like, my personal experiences of sex is not like a, a oh, does this for me. Oh, it's like a, something that I do for you mm-hmm. type of situation, right? It's a pleasure-giving thing. Right, and as a result, there's a lot of willingness to relinquish authority over that scenario for fear of, like, you know, being controlling, being rapey, being miss. You know what I'm saying? Not reading the, you know, there's a lot of like, I cool, listen, but that's not always the best decision for me in this scenario. Yeah, right. So it may be the best decision for you and the pleasure you want I- from this interaction, mm-hmm. but it may not be the best decision for me in this scenario. If I don't know how to hold my nut, right? If I didn't watch fucking Cat Williams <laughs> and understand <laughs> that everything has got a stroke, everybody's got a number, yep, you, yep, know, yep, 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 yep. you know what I'm trying to say? 
like that sexual encounter, right, has potential long term. And there's also the STD, STI. I'm just saying, like, yeah. there's so much to your ability to assert yourself and your whatever's in a scenario, right, and long uh, serving, you know, consequences, you know, from a failure to assert yourself in those situations. That's something that I'm aware of and I've been constantly trying to like work out of me like work out the idea of like you know being a like this sex thing being like a pleasure giving thing it's like a mm -hmm. you know like being an exercise of me trying to hold my nut until you can nut like yeah. that's not a blissful idea that shit do not work that's not blissful that's not blissful the idea of like holding your nut until I somebody else does so now you're allowed to nut no that's a terrible <laughs> sexual dynamic that's a terrible sexual dynamic, but unfortunately, I don't know if I'm the only one who's who understands the correlation between you know how you are brought up to view yourself in relation to sex, and uh, the, the 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 and then the sex in relation to her and her expectations or wants and needs from you, you know. Like, I don't even think I've had like a conversation with a, a, an adult where the advice on sex from a man, man's perspective wasn't about that, wasn't about pleasing her. I haven't had a conversation about sex that's about like what me and the, the what I get out of the situation. Yeah, like, <laughs> the fuck's in it for me? <laughs> the fuck's in it for me? Niggas huh? just look at you like, nigga, you go nut. The fuck else you want? Yeah, bro. And like, like and like this is the thing, bro. It's like, I enjoy sex. Like, you know, I enjoy sex, but it's not as crazy. Like, when, when, when niggas are painted as like, being like ravenous about sex, I'm like, come on, bro, you can't jerk off. Like, oh, you're telling me you jerk off and you still have a boner for the rest of the day? Like, how does your natural body work? Like, have you not figured out that the jerk off loophole for like, like sleepless, if you're sleep deprived, just, just bust a nut, bust that fucking nut, pass out, wake up, have a beautiful day, or is that its own thing? You know what I'm trying to say? But these are the conversations, these are the th so. Let me pass the baton to you. Do you have any thoughts? It doesn't have to be in the context of a relationship. It doesn't have to be sex. Like, disciplines that you've developed. Maybe it might be how you interact with other people or how you uh, 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 interact when you are asked to defend your position on things. Like, those things are disciplines, right? Those things are disciplines. If you're the type of person who... If I believe in something, I will always make the opportunity to make a stance for it, right? To, you know, to put it out there. That's a discipline. Some person might say, eh, I believe this, but I don't feel the need to always, you know, champion the cause that I hold to. Nah, nigga, I'm allowed now. I always try to okay. put you on. But I was just saying, that's just an example of, like, discipline. Like, is there spaces of discipline that you lack, that you've had to develop consciously? That you you or that you've identified as needing to develop. Uh, I would think, I would think, maybe on on the emotional front. Mm. I wouldn't know how to phrase that discipline though, because um, in a lot of cases I just call it maturity in a sense. Mm. But that's its own discipline, mm. Mm. right? Mm. So. Whatever that means. That's but emotional that's is everything, bro. Emotional is like road rage. It's like 
relationships. It's yeah. At work. I think it's 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 knowing when and when token, not to express. Okay. Right, because you feel however you feel whenever you feel. Yeah. But then you choose when and when not to express. Right. So. I'm a loud mouth in the sense that I always trying to put you on if it's positive, if I'm spreading. I'm always trying to spread good vibes, right? Um, but I can't always hold back the bad vibes. Yeah. That's the discipline that I'm trying to fuck with right now. <laughs> they just call her cunt. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like this person, yes. That's 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 it's a joke. If you haven't seen it, look up Pope. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> that's what Bill Burr says. It's a joke. It's a motherfucking it's joke. It's a motherfucking joke. Perfectly timed too. <laughs> so fucking <laughs> continue. That's it. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta hold it. Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta learn how to hold it in better. And identifying spots where you need to hold it mm, in. Mm, that's mm, gotta improve mm. as well. Do you um, have any disciplines like as a man that you've either developed because, you know, that's what you were taught to do as a man. Like, responsibility. Like, there are, there are people who, like, don't run at the at the idea of responsibility and accountability. Who are like, yeah, that's what... I'm, I'm about that life. Uh, wait, I'm going to give you a very good answer, but I wanted to take this segment. I don't know how far we're at, but mm. uh, let's take a quick break. All right, let's take this last one break uh so this nigga can because i'm really curious about this discipline thing because yeah. i'm trying to give practical examples yeah so that we're trying to make sense and link it back to like the, w- the personal work that needs to be done all right all right, all right. You catch yourself to the break man enjoy the song it's gonna be dopey shit and once again you don't know what the hell it's gonna be so shout outs to you man you made it on the podcast. Chronics, I'm a mama nigga. You could be the greatest way to do this shit. Mm. Since you're talking flows, check the weather, nigga. A group of hungry thugs was around it, nigga. Oh, you know it's time, back it up. Lyricals are bleeder on a killer. I always keep a hoodlum in assist. I only say body rapper catching Demanding low respect, you get damaged. Dreaming big, average on a bad bitch. You may we on point for that bitch. Oh, did that's what's up on my way shit. Nigga from the east with the ass kick. You about to like some shit, so just gag it. Bless a nigga soul, thinking massive. Old school spliff, try and pass it. Nigga got the blues, fuck a ass bit. And if you think it's hot, do I not wax shit? I cannot lose and you cannot win. The state of the mess they kills, deep from within. I follow my passion, deep in the sense. Don't forget the past, but I know where to begin. Two times in life is real. Man, check on my friend. The time it was clean. The body's in school, the mind's in link. That's the dog's heart, then killer don't blink. Oh, what you know? Tea party in the dog mansion. Mission incomplete, what's your status? Last out, Bender, Adesanya. Israel, broken nation status. The precision out of sight. Timing all the guards on the high. Waiting on my turn on your spot. Knowing that you fear me ain't a lie. 
taking shots at the funeral parlor. Knowing goddamn well I will bury you. GM still a who's you on the number. Act stupid if you know where we said. You smell the air where they was wetting about impalas. All my OGs in the sand holler that. Sick and I stick with the rhyme. It's never been a while to sweep the signs. Another big surprise. Might even get the high in your life. But it could take some time. Or would you don't be in line? Don't be in line. Don't be in line. No, with all that you know. So we need to get it up. As long as you tear it up. Your passion was headed up. We up in the calendar. They're looking at something, bro. The way that the kitty goes. They know that I rip them all. They know that I kill them all. Oh, oh, yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Tea party in the dark mansion. Oh, yeah, we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tea party in the dark mansion. Oh, yeah, we go. Yeah, we go. Tea party in the dark mansion. Oh, yeah, we go. Tea party in the dark mansion. Oh, one more time. Yeah, we go. Yeah. So we're talking discipline. Um, I shared my embarrassing thought about my experiences or my one of my discoveries in this life. I guess self-discipline or whatever journey, like yeah. you know, like yeah. one realization I made about a particular subject matter that I felt like I can very see the shit. Passively. Yeah, the shit that I've gone through in my life as a result of not being informed. Or yeah. educated, yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. enough to be disciplined yeah, 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 in yeah, this yeah. space, yeah. right? And then I was like, "Oh my God!" But there's more, right? So I'm trying to. I'll get to. We'll, we'll get to more. We were on your side. Have you maybe? Let me start that question. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten to a point in your life where you felt the need to, uh, as Black Thought says it, take stock of your soul and speak properly? Right, like take stock of like what your life has been up until this point, right? Mm-hmm. You know, thoughts, feelings, views held, and all of that interrogated. What about your life up until this point influenced those thoughts, views, and whatever, and then made try to make an active, you know, effort to change anything that you may you know found that you're like ah actually. No, I need to. I don't ho- hold this view anymore, or whatever. Have uh, Have you gotten to a point where you felt like you know that's what was on your mind? Because I don't know if there's a fixed way of doing it, but I can definitely say it's like a thing that's on your mind where you, when you're constantly trying to redefine shit for yourself. Yeah. yeah. It, you know. Yeah. I mean, the mind always tries to understand shit. So yeah, the more you think about it, the more you redefine and understand it better. I think that's what it is for me. It's for me I try to question myself in the sense that does shit that I believed in still make sense? Does do the same views still hold any weight type thing? Um as you grow whether it's what you want it to be and why you want it to be and whether you want it to be a rock star or a doctor. Mm-hmm. Why you want it to be this uh, a career path. 
whether you believed in uh, whether you believed in beating women or not why did you have that view back then um you know so speaking to the redefining thing and uh, discipline back then what has been the catalyst for things that you've thought to to redefine like views that you've thought to like interrogate or reinterrogate I think a lot of people that I look up to speaking about their experiences yeah and realizing that they may have not had it right like Mm. they may have Mm. got it wrong Mm. when Mm. they Mm. brought Mm. us Mm. in this way and they only are able to say that after they've learned the hard way after they've lived it all around yeah. Right. Um, like two of my greatest. What's the what's the word? Two people I look to the most for specifically for how and what they speak. Right. Being people who are constantly on the mic. Um, scoop. Shout outs to my nigga. <laughs> Shout out to Scoop, man. Um, and Charlemagne, mm. right? Charlemagne the God. Those are the two people I hold in high regard, uh, for being voices on the mic in any mic, whether it's a TV show or radio. Um, and them two niggas. Is talking about yo. I just realized like how much hip hop fucked me up. Mm, mm, mm. Speak on it, you know. Um, the beliefs around the hip hop culture and the perspective. The and it's not a just realize though. Is it a just realize for you personally? When you because like I I know they've recently made those statements, mm. but for you. Was it a just realize, or does it matter more when you get to have the conversation from people whose views you hold highly, the thing, yeah, the specifically thing is, in the context of the culture? You know, right. It's all of that, because as well as the fact that Charlemagne is 42 mm. this year, something like that, is above 40. Scoop is 30-some, I think 30, high 30s as well, 35, 36, something like that. Um, so these are older motherfuckers these are older people who experienced they were and were a part of the true golden era of hip-hop mm, both like in south africa and the states yes both in south africa and the states right following it in, in their relative uh, perspectives um so they lived through a lot of the shit that that raised some of the shit the some, some of the people that influenced me you know, mm, so they got mm, to witness mm, it for mm. what it was, and they were influenced by it to their degree as well. So, and and we've acted in very similar manners uh, within this culture. Mm. We've acted in very similar ways. Um, and I'll say this: thankfully, I didn't blow up as young as I would have liked because I fully believe that I could have gotten lost in a very in, in a in a very similar direction that they seek to have me get lost in mm. like uh, the degradation of women and uh, just being a player and but bro I gotta check you now what 
because he was on the same podcast earlier on and he was talking about bitches is bitches and women is women and yeah. that that separation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that not the same but thing? But that's as an assessment of what they are. It's not how you should treat them. Okay. Right? Wait, okay. So now you're... So a bitch can be a bitch and let, let's speak just in these specific general terms of a hoe being a woman that sleeps around with a lot of people randomly at whatever, whatever, however you want to look at that. Let's say that's what that is. And that's what that's what the la- that's what label we're placing on this uh, female, right? Mm. If we're calling her a hoe because she's doing that, she's sleeping around with whoever she wants, whenever she wants, living her best life, mm. um, and we regard that as hoe, so we call her a hoe. That's what we're assessing her as. It doesn't mean I now have a right to go slap her because I believe being a hoe is wrong, and mm. I see her clearly being one, and I now act upon that. So those are still separate conversations, and you can check me on those. But mm. I want to differentiate them. I w- the reason why I would want to check speak is because the the mere utterance, okay, right, mm. is an act, is an uh, is an attack on a person. The mere yeah, the, yeah you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I- then, if we're saying, but that's so. So I was speak. Yes, yeah. I understand you. But, but I was also continue. Yeah, but yeah, I was also speaking. So I just to wanted to raise that point. Yes, because now that's yes. When you say the mere utterance is also an attack, it's just the same as me walking to her, walking up to her and slapping her. Yeah. Walk, me walking to up to her, walking up to her and calling her a bitch or a hoe is the same thing, right? Yeah, or but calling her a bitch or a hoe behind her back. What? Yes, or yeah. whatever. It's just calling her that. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that what society believes a hoe to be is what she's being. So she is one. But if I now say it. That's ca- that can be viewed as an attack or an offense. So now, I, I, I understand those right. things. So too. now we'll, I'll pause this conversation right there, right? Mm-hmm. There's one of two ways this conversation can go, right? Mm-hmm. We can go back to where we started before I interjected with the reflection on the bitch and hoe conversation, mm-hmm. or we can continue with the bitch and hoe conversation. Okay. Right? Okay. So because you've got the, 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 the mic, say which right way do you want to continue the thought? Well, now that's the thing, because both are equally important. Right. But both are very related as well. Right. So start with the point you are making. Then we'll I'll continue with the bitch and hoe uh, uh, point. And where I want to, and maybe you'll remind me of this, where I want to continue from is the idea of if this is what society says a bitch is, right? That that in itself is an assault before you decide to do anything about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's but the part where, no, that all relates to it. Okay. That's, that's the relation, right? Because I look at that. This is what we were talking about when we were talking about discipline. Mm. We were talking about discipline at an individual level so far. Right. Mm. Now we need to discuss discipline as far as uh, as far as it affects collectively. us. Yes, collectively. Yes, collectively as a society. Right. Le- let's continue with the individual. Sorry, that's how I got lost. That that's how we got lost. Okay, continue. So, it stems from that, right? I. You said you could have gotten lost in that sauce if you got if you popped or if you yeah. popped or so if, if I got the fame or whatever. Right? If I got the money, the fame, the power, the influence to go up at a club and spend a couple of bucks and have some girls crawling up to me. Which is a whole nother thing on its own because it happens. Mm. You don't even need to approach some people. Mm. You just spend your own money and people come to you. Mm. Right? That's a whole nother thing on its own. Mm. Um so if I'd gotten that ability way earlier in my life before gaining whatever perspective and wisdom I've gained through these years, um, in the last 10 years, for instance, mm. um, m- the direction I could have gone in could have been very, very different. Um, 
I suspect mm. would have definitely been in that direction mm. because of what my influences were, what my beliefs were at the time, and from what uh, it, it stemmed from. Mm. You know, going to the club and popping bottles was the shit to do mm. when you got the cash like that. Mm. Park your whip, everybody see you, and the win was the females. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right? Because of spending money in a club is not really the that's just the, uh, the act that's not yeah the that's the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you yeah. do for something yeah. yeah and also once again it also relates to what we were talking about i don't know whether last week or the previous week when we were talking about um dating a white woman mm. being a form of self-hate mm. and we was like nah it was just it originates that perspective originates from stunting like you can't get her I can get her. She's white. You can't. I'm mm. stunting the same way you can't get this Ferrari because so I'm rich. It's misogyny. It's the yeah, it's patriarchy, it's misogyny. Patriarchy, misogyny. We can throw it in that direction rather than okay. self <laughs> honestly. Right? It's stunting, bro. Okay. I'm stunting, right? right so, so now when we talk about the win being the females, the women uh, getting to take a, a girl home or a couple of girls home, that's the stunting once again. It's like, I came to the club with and my you're gonna whip. get home and, p- and fucking use the fucking glue chew because yeah. you don't have the boner to please three, four women. Yeah, you yeah, understand? Yeah, now you're yeah, under yeah. the pressure to it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Like <laughs> but who, who are we doing it for? The for the looks. The yeah. For the looks. For motherfuckers at the club. It's not for the ass you're gonna get because mm. we ain't there. You probably didn't mm. get ass. You, you probably can, just. Nigga, you cannot get ass as long as they don't talk about this it. This is what I'm trying to say. It's fine. Right. Right. And discipline in that scenario. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll make a statement and you, because this Go is ahead. your example, Go ahead. is understanding the why behind your actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's got nothing to do with having money or not. It's got nothing to do. Well, it probably does to an extent, you know, as far as it fucks with your it. ego with, yeah. with, 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 with women being attracted to you or not. Mm-hmm. But it's got a lot more to do with your appearance to everybody else who's not part of the i the 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 you buying alcohol and leaving with the women exchange everybody else who's just witness to that right and then deciding is it worth all of that right is it worth the ill discipline in spending is it worth the fucked up relationships that I end up creating with random women that I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just collecting bad vibes, like animosity, right? Mm-hmm. From You know what I'm saying? Is it worth whatever? Is the, the, the risk that it puts you at uh, in a health perspective, yeah. right? Is it worth, you know, the emotional shit that you go through in to even be motivated to be doing that in your life? You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And if the answer to any or all of that is no, doing the work to work yourself out of the things that keep you in that or that keep you looking for that, that high, that, uh, you know what I'm, tr- what I'm trying to say? And that's a very, very good uh, perspective. And that's the answer that's important. So we were talking about individual discipline. We talked about collective, uh, collective discipline. Mm. There's collective discipline within niggas. Not to do the shit that niggas is doing that's fucked up. There's collective discipline within women 
I believe, this is just what I believe, of mm. course I need a female perspective to be checked and corrected on this, mm. but I believe there should be a collective principle amongst women not to incentivize. And I never want to say anything is this happens because this, so this is your fault. Mm. It's just a culture. It's part of the culture, that's it. Mm. As I said, you could go to the club and pop bottles with your niggas in your own corner and VIP. And I promise you, my nigga, there's people who's going to step up to you trying to join you. Mm. Niggas and females. Mm. Right? Who you trying to take home? The females, not the niggas. So that's who you who, who you approach, who you request, who you're trying to get with. Mm. And because they saw you spending money and popping bottles. So I'm not going to deal so with right women in this, in this situation. Cause so, yeah. that, no, so, that's yeah. so I'm, uh, I'm exemplifying yes. the different disciplines right. that may apply collectively and individually within males, within females, within a society at whole, within, mm. you know, I'm just saying that, as I said, I need a female perspective to check me on how, what happens, what the hell that's about. Mm. Uh, whether that truly does exist or maybe that's just shit we've seen so much in the music videos of mm. women and so much. But I've had personal experience. But anyway. Um, so that's a whole other thing. So when we and talk, can I just on that individual and collective discipline mm-hmm. thing? In this scenario, the individual discipline comes from like you know checking your desires, your highs, the highs that you are looking for. Mm-hmm. Because re- and again, the reason you're looking for a high is because you're coping with life, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not chastising you for looking for a high. Mm. I understand that this life shit ain't easy, and everybody's trying to cope. Right, and everything we do is to make our experience of this thing that we didn't ask for better, you know, mm-hmm. as good as we can. Like I understand that's the position that a lot of people are are, are functioning from, but I, pres- in my mind, I am currently conceiving the collective discipline as being a consequence of individual discipline being exercised. Absolutely, right? not a thing separate from individual discipline that needs to then be built separately but it is though okay talk to me because if you limit it to being a consequence of the individual uh exercise exercise of of introspection rather right of discipline Mm. then i am not incentivized to teach you to do like i'm doing but what teaches? But we we so spoke about so the teaching, right? Nobody wants to be told. Nobody wants to be helped if they're being told they're being helped. Yes. So I wouldn't. But, but if but yeah, I see how you're acting and I'm inspired on, by how though, you act, the issue is that if you don't speak out and wait for people to ask, you miss the people that may be seeking but have a fear to ask or whatever the case might be. Mm. Like you know how a lot of people want to go to therapy, mm. but. Those same people will never admit it to anyone else. Mm. They know, they've conceded within themselves that they're looking for therapy. They're looking for someone mm. to talk to, a way mm. out or an mm. outlet. Mm. But they'll never be caught admitting it to anyone because of whatever that presents. Yeah, whatever that means. You know? Them, yeah. So if you just start talking to this person, they'll pick up on that shit and they'll reciprocate. Mm. But if you ask them, yo, can we do something like this? Mm. They wouldn't have allowed. So how do we? So say. So say. So let, let's so say. I, so hold on. So I, so so I wanna. Uh, so Ooh, we might be getting somewhere here. I, I thought this was a dead end, but okay, continue. <laughs> I don't think. No, go. I thought go, we were gonna actually, die. Go. So I was going to say. So if there's a collective consciousness that isn't, I mean, uh, discipline amongst men that isn't just the sub or byproduct of 
individual niggas just deciding to be disciplined for their personal reasons mm-hmm. and therefore more people seeing examples of niggas being disciplined and have an example of it and a reason to take that Inspiration, up, yeah. right? If it's more than that and it's a once you've taken that, if you are a person who considers yourself as taking that pla- that up for yourself, mm-hmm. that discipline thing, there's also an obligation or requirement that mm-hmm. on top of doing it for yourself, you gotta do it for gotta do it for the home for another motherfucker. And the the homies is the best way to put it because you don't it's need to start a church to find motherfuckers yeah. to have this conversation yeah. with. It's the people yeah, it's the niggas that are in your WhatsApp right now yeah. talking shit about like shit, not because they they ain't shit, but it's people you can have yeah. this conversation with. Yeah. So what does that look like? What does that collective consciousness effort look like is it a i have rules do i how do i introduce you know i think this is an exercise of that absolutely i think this exercise is 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 an example of that because i'm not forcing anybody into it but i'm sharing the you the conversation the experience the understanding behind it the the hopes behind it for like what can come of it you know what i'm trying to say um, but beyond that, like, and you know, we, it's crazy, bro. Everything was, it was written. We had this conversation. I'm having this conversation with Boo and we talk about creative output. So I say to him, yo, bro, for me, I've come to appreciate the value of a creative output in the exercise of building a collective consciousness, right? So collective discipline, for example, you can foster if that is something that you exemplify or you preach or you do or you create around or for or in support of, if that's what your creative output fosters in the in the ethos, right? Hotboxing the planet, mm-hmm. right? If that's what your content fosters in the ethos, then that is an effort outside of just you doing it between you and the people you encounter. That is an effort to share that with the world. And when I, you know, you know, sometimes you say some shit and you hear it and you're like, whoa, that actually seems like good fucking logic. <laughs> that shit sounds that's good. That's a good reason for everybody to find a creative output, right? Yeah. Find a creative output because that's that's your contribution. That's, you know, when, when shit happens and motherfuckers say, where is motherfuckers doing, what are niggas doing about this, that, and the other? If you have a creative output, you have a platform to say, yo, uh, what was yeah. it? Check check my what did the politician check say? My check my record. Check <laughs> my record, boy. Check my record. I I I I am a participant in this fucking you know revolution or struggle or whatever. So maybe this is a, a, an opportunity, like to say, if you can find ways to manifest to the world how you feel, what you think, and the views you hold, and that's what we view. Creatively, I guess, but there's more probably ways that aren't necessarily creative. But everything is creative, everything even if it's a creative. company, absolutely right. Finding a creative output that embodies what you stand for is how you contribute that thing that you stand for to the fucking universe, right? If you are a musician and this is what your music stands for, if you are Kendrick Lamar and when you drop an album, people stop and reflect oh on the subject matter that you are talking God. about. Even if it's not topical right now, they stop and they reflect, then oh they go and shit. they find examples of it and they inform themselves based off of an interaction with your creative output. That's doing shit. So, I don't know, continue. 
just 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 we just can't we can't skip by this y'all thought 2020 was fucked up wait till kendrick dropped mm. now here's the thing though kendrick didn't drop but like i said at the beginning 846 dave Chappelle spoke up now that was a public service announcement no for, from a from a black man that the white people really love and at the end of that psa he says this is the final frontier for civil discourse after this it's rat a tat 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 whatever however he put it that's a statement my nigga yeah 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 that is a that is a that is if my voice means anything to you understand that i stand with you when we decide to go there when this shit becomes more than just riots and motherfuckers ain't doing shit and we are part civil discourse I'm with you. Understand that I'm I'm there. Nigga, that shit, what, 20 something minutes? It wasn't a stand up comedy. He just like had some shit to get off his chest. But because he's Dave Chappelle, he's able to interject comedy into the moment. And it was like 20% comedy, but that's all that was necessary or needed. It was. I watched, that thing was 20 minutes. I watched an hour long conversation between some. professors yeah, professors yeah, yeah. I haven't about seen like it, but I've breaking that shit down and yeah. like breaking like like giving you like the the, the historical con- like this nigga was talking about how you know he sets himself up as an authority with Dave Chappelle on the subject matter he says um I, f- I I didn't know why motherfuckers wanted to hear from me but I n- understand why because you trust me right so already be- from there like that's there right you trust me, I'm an authority to you. Then he says, but y'all are doing good. Like, that's what, what y'all are doing. Is it? And then he says, like, if shit gets crazy, he there. So, yeah. you understand what yeah. I'm trying to say? He's like, this is not for me to do on the microphone doing a stand-up show. Mm-hmm. This shit is happening in the streets, and the streets are dealing with that shit. That shit was... for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, that shit. But, I mean, not everybody was like, you know... Uh, uh <laughs> responded or some people were like expecting stand-up comedy and they were like thrown up back they understood that it wasn't stand-up comedy but i think the fact that there was humor in it really confused them so they 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 attach more to that question of like was it satirical or whatever more than like what did he say in what sequence was the 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 words spoken Mm -hmm. right and what does that mean subconsciously? They talk about how uh, American politicians now have got this, what do they call dog whistle speak, where they don't tell, they don't say mm. things directly, they talk about... Yeah, play some shit in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was listening to Dave, I was like, nigga, you play some shit in my mind, nigga. This, this shit will be burning right now, nigga. <laughs> Yo. Nah, that's true. That's true. Um, it Did you see the shit? Not the hour long, yes. No, no, no. The 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 yeah, the, 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 the special. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. The PSA. And it's crazy because a lot of the reactions I saw was. I felt the same way I felt after LeBron was told to shut up and dribble. And then LeBron messing with that, and. Sometimes the amount of scrutiny placed on whether it was a comedy special or just a rant or a, pu- a public service announcement. Sometimes the level of scrutiny placed on that as opposed to what he was speaking to or who he was speaking about 
was a man because it's like the more you go deeper in this direction the further away from this you are you know from the message around it but which is tough to say because it's difficult to to dissect that mm. and not get the messaging behind it because it was all message bro like I, I every just bit of like it. he starts off talking about uh, an earthquake that happened some time ago yeah yeah and he talks about the panic he was in for those few moments of 35 that earthquake. seconds. 35 seconds. And then he jumps straight to the 8 minutes, 46 seconds of like, yeah. this motherfucker with a neck, with the knee on the back of the neck. Like, like that shit was, I didn't know how traumatized I was by that until, like, you know, sometimes somebody says some shit and you're like, ah, that's weird. And then you're like, oh, actually, I'm triggered. Uh, <laughs> check please. Uh, I'm tricking. Come back. Let me hold on. Hold on. So hold on. I'm with my girl yesterday. She's like, and I don't know what the conversation was. Then at some, and it was related to all of this. Yeah. But somehow now she's got a yoga mat laid down, and she's like, she wants to re in replay the scenario, right? Okay. The arresting and the. I was yeah. like, nah, I'm not willing to participate in your demonstration. Yeah, I'm not comfortable. Like, I know you like that, but I'm not comfortable. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it wasn't a you thing, it was a how I feel about that whole that thing. Whole interaction. Yeah, subconsciously, like I know, like what it, f- it feels like to have somebody on your back, mm-hmm. like from you like stupid imagine. shit, like from boarding schools, wrestling moves. Like I know what it feels like when somebody's got like pressure on, like lower, p- like uh, top of your back into like your fucking neck. Yeah, that shit. Crushes your fucking windpipe. Yep. That's where the non alcohol breathing is burns. from. You know what I'm mm-hmm. trying, trying to say? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, it's a painful feeling because like it's nothing you can do about it because everything you need to give your body energy to move out of that is, is this nigga off. is on your back and on your neck. You can't breathe. You can't take a breath and to try to move and do anything. There was two more niggas on him, unlike yeah. the very necessary scenario. Not even necessary, but. The unlike the scenario where it's one nigga, one foot on your back, one on your neck. Yes, you're already pinned down, and he's already killing you at that point. But it's the thought, as you're saying, the very thought that shit, I'm trying to move my arm, but I don't have enough energy because I can't breathe. Mm. Fuck, let me try breathe, and then breathing is difficult. And then there's two more niggas on top of you, like your whole body's pinned down. Bro, Dave Chappelle's like the craziest part was when this nigga said, "Please, like." For a man to be under those circumstances and say, please, please. you understand what I'm trying to say? And, like, so for me, that's what that shit was. Banga go, bitch, motherfucker, I'm soon wage. Banga be say, pull me, look at the present. Do you understand, dog? And this nigga was still saying, please, sir. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. And, like, that shit really, like, he said something that also, like, triggered something. He said he hadn't seen the video in a week or whatever and then he was trying to figure out uh, of of whatever reason he ended up seeing it and then he's like after i saw this i I was like oh no nobody's going home yeah yeah yeah, it's anybody who sees this is going to be like livid like you know what i'm trying to say and i hadn't seen the full video Mm -hmm. and i'd taken the personal thing to say yo yo like the, the the my heart rate every time I watch these like I I've got my son and Pete Rock on my shit yeah, and yeah, they yeah. like they post a lot of yeah. that shit and like 
I re- I remember when I made the decision. I was like, actually, yo, no, I need to take a break, bro, because like I don't know what to do with these feelings yeah. that this shit invokes, right? Yeah. And I watched it, and like, I went to back to the motherfuckers, the Jews, the Jewish people at the shop, and to have this conversation with them. And I was like, bro, you know, I took time to think about what you said, because I didn't want to, j- you know, j- just be mad at the situation. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I took time to think what's mouth, and I was like, you know. I hope you know that George Floyd was not the first person. I hope you know that this isn't a 2020 issue. Neither is it a 2019 issue. It's not even a 2000 issue. It's not even a 96 issue. It's not even an 80s issue. It's not a 70s issue. It's a perpe- this has this didn't it's never stopped. Listen. Do you understand? Mm. This has never stopped. This is when Dave Chappelle says it's it's not so long ago. It's today. That's why this shit ain't stopped. This shit is now. This shit is happening now yep. in the same way that it's always been happening. Yep. So for you to feel entitled to question the light that's being brought to this is exactly why people are. And I'm like, bro, people are indoors on this lockdown shit. People don't have jobs. And they've got time. And also, people are not in the red race. People were off the the side the wheel for a little bit. Yeah. Right? So like... I'm struggling and I'm off the wheel and you fucking me up still, you know, like blatantly, like, like, you know, you understand what I'm trying to bro. say? And I'm like, bro, we're not, what you are seeing now and you're talking all this dabba dabba about is another pimple popping in a body that's got many fucking infestations of this shit, mm-hmm. right? So when you choose to address this subject matter like that, it comes across to me as someone who's ignorant. Yeah. Gave the motherfucker the Dave Chappelle link. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, it's 20 minutes. It's not a long time of, of your life. Just listen to get an understanding of the history of all of this shit. And the only reason that was my perspective, aside from Dave Chappelle, was the conversation you and I had. When you're talking about the, the nigga who talking about the Kobe, and then the niggas were like, no, nigga, this shit has been happening since us from been then. Happened. And then you're like, yo, this nigga didn't know shit about shit. So I was like, okay, <coughs> benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Inform. Take a moment to teach. Take a moment to teach. Mm-hmm. Take a moment to inform because it's crazy, bro. It's crazy, bro. Like, it's 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 ridiculous. Like how fucked up that whole situation is. Like I finally got around to watching the the documentary Thirteenth uh, by uh, it's directed by Eva DuVernay about the Thirteenth Amendment to the American Constitution, which abolished slavery, that has a clause that st- abolishes slavery with the exception as punishment for a crime, right? Then, the, So the documentary draws the line from slavery to that, and then from that act to all the years where America sp- actively started spending more money on criminalizing blackness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Putting money into 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 police departments like these niggas have tanks. Does Usaps have tanks? Does the Metro? Have these niggas have Bashaila Makalo from Tampes. I don't know. Babona with golf sevens and you know fancy yeah, yeah, beamers and stuff. But like, you know, like, and I'm talking about like local police have tanks exactly. type that's of situation. That's what I was about to so say. it's super funded. One, mm-hmm. two, the laws were made to make e- to to arrest more people and arrest people for longer. Right? Oh so it's three strikes, three strikes, then you are in, in prison uh, mm-hmm. uh, for life type of situation. Um, 
minimum um, um, minimum uh, sentence laws which said for certain uh, crimes crack was what, you had to save 85% of your sentence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 85. And they took away in South Africa when you get uh, sentenced for a crime, like the the the, 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 the trial mm-hmm. to find you guilty or innocent is different from the the bail, um, not the bail, the, 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 the sentencing proceedings, right? And there's criteria for sentencing, and you can make arguments uh, in mitigation of the sentence, and mm-hmm. then they'll make arguments to like turn Why? your shit up then a decision is made those niggas made laws that took that whole process out and said if it's certain crimes certain drugs or certain whatever the sentence is minimum 85 to what 85 percent of the like laws mm-hmm. like that that's when the other conversation we we're having about the nigga who brought in the ex- ban 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 crack laws yeah, yeah, yeah laws yeah. like that yeah, right yeah, the yeah. stop and frisks yeah. so when you just continuously make an effort to criminalize a society of people because it benefits you financially once they're in the system. Once they're in the system, once they get locked up, everybody wants to sell them a plea deal, right? If you want to talk about plea deals, you go to Eric Garner, Jay-Z, not Eric Garner, um, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm bombing on the name, um, uh, Khalif Browder. Yeah. Jay-Z did a documentary on Khalif Browder, a kid who was, I don't recall what the, 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 the shitty ass, charge was but the nigga wasn't charged officially for years and he was in prison for years in isolated in in, in 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 solitary confinement he's a 16 year old kid for years bro Imagine for that. years because they wanted him to take a plea deal saying he did something he didn't do i think it was rape somebody or something mm-hmm. right he refused to and finally after three years or some of all of that bullshit he got released right then the story was the news and the kid hung himself right so I'm saying this to say, like, if you are a motherfucker who's looking at this shit, and for you, you think this is you dealing with the today situation, you dealing with the why is there gold casket, you dealing with the why are they on the front page news, you better watch who you say that shit around, bro, because this shit is years of bullshit, mm-hmm. years of bullshit, and it's built, bro, like, the niggas in jail in the States, do you know what they're doing? Working for free. Yeah, making yeah, yeah, the yeah, things yeah. that you free people are buying both yeah. locally and internationally for, shit, for companies big companies mm-hmm. big corporates mm-hmm. so s- slave trade the sweat of the fucking prisoners is commodified still today it's free labor dog you know what i'm trying to say free yo labor. bro yo 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 so the whole you know um but like i don't know you so know so wait so so what did the Jew- the jewish guy say to you um, the Jewish guy, to me, no, uh, he didn't really fight. The oh. he, you know, it was just like I said, I spoke my piece, and I bounced. You know, mm-hmm. there was also now like two older cats. Uh, there was a very old nigga who was with him, who was also an instigator. Then there was a nigga who's younger than the very old nigga, but older than the young nigga <laughs> that's with. <laughs> yeah. And he was there, and he seemed to be the first one to be like, yeah, I don't know what y'all niggas talked about, but. If y'all need to were opposed to what this nigga saying, y'all was bugging type of situation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but it, I mean, it wasn't really to invoke a response, but more so to con- to complete the exchange. Because I was like, okay, you had a thought, you shared it with me. Mm-hmm. I 
owe you a response. Now, I took time to think about my response because <laughs> trying to do the right thing here, you know, trying to do the right thing here. Um, so that's what that situation turned on. Like, you know, if there's, I'm sure there's no one who doesn't know, but if you don't know, like, make an effort. Look into this shit. Look into the Constitution, 13th Amendment, and states. And what I thought, I was like, fuck, fuck, MYN is talking about some nice shit. You know, every time I catch myself having, like, you know, uh, a long rabbit hole into something informative, I always discover where you have said something that makes sense, that maybe I wasn't looking at it from the, r- the same perspective when you said it, when you talked about changing laws. Because the first thing I thought, I was like, I don't have records of all the laws. Maybe all the one that I'm that most people will think about is like the clause in the constitution that deals with property and mm. all of that shit, right? With mm. with land, right? And then the laws that are promulgated under that that make the land issue still a, 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 a heated debate. Yeah. But like I don't know. I don't have full record of all the other things that are like that. Something that you can trace from the constitutional clause to the industry that's been built off of that, mm-hmm. the clause that con- that that that, that you know allowed. allowed for this thing to continue. Mm. I don't know for a fact, you know, how many versions of that we have within South African law and our history with what the law was in relation to the people native to this land. Mm-hmm. You know, when the law was established by foreigners to this land, mm-hmm. right? And the law has continued, right? In the same yeah, when yeah. we studied law, we studied Roman Dutch law. We didn't study. You understand? We started. We traced it from Roman Dutch law, and then we dealt with customary law as like a secondary thing, really. That we yeah. we we consider. You know, it really has more strength when it comes to to marriages. You know, you know. But outside of that, you know, what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. like that's what law. That's what the law was. That was then I'm like, if that's the origins of the law, you know, and when I studied it, I studied it as an absolute authority, right? Something, I didn't, st- you know, it wasn't studying it with like an interrogation to change because I went into it with it an assumption or an understanding of it being something that is derived from a society or people who didn't have the best interest in mind for my people when they crafted it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it really, like, then what you are saying, like the best thing you can do is change the law. Yeah. The best thing you can do is change the law. So it really, you know, again, no ideas original things were written. So there was a lot of, you know, connecting uh, thoughts and ideas uh, relative to that whole moment, yeah. that that whole uh, discussion, and you know, the rabbit hole I found myself in after that. In your world, has it been anything more than just like a blip on you on YouTube, the 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 Dave Chappelle thing? As I'm saying, I was I I dislike. I loved what Dave did, but I also understood the danger behind it, because now, a a lot of people scrutinize it for being a comedy special, not being a comedy special. Mm. How funny was it really? Was the comedy he placed in the YouTube spot used to? Was he put? Was he even Andrew was um, Andrew Schultz was uh, criticizing him initially for like. Um, it's like when he when he listens or watches Dave Chappelle, he always leaves the show with arguments that are so sound you can present to anyone and they'll be like, "Yeah, no, you got a point. You're right about that." Mm. Um, it's something that 
is so profound, something that's so it's crafted so brilliantly that he hadn't thought about it that way, hadn't ever heard about it that way. Mm. And he's like, but when I watched that, I'm like, yeah, but yeah, that's that's exactly what's happening. I've thought about this. I've seen this from this angle. So there was no sense of discovery for him. Mm. Um, so you know, could it be that the great the, the greater impact may not even be like. Because, like, even Charlemagne was like, you know, nothing he said was new, but I appreciated the, the effort that he made. So, that's the because thing. Because it matches that it's coming so from him. So, yes, absolutely. So, that was one part, the criticism of his comedy and the outlook of a comedy special, right? Mm. That's one part. Another part that I saw is that now people... I saw, the, I saw this on a few people, and I wish it doesn't trend, it doesn't catch on. Because now people are going to start using Dave's voice to rant instead of black issues, black lives matter. Mm. Like, Dave was trying to bring light to this, trying to amplify the light. Mm. He wasn't trying to steal the shine. Mm. But depending on your interpretation, you mm. could steal the shine in your mind, mm. taking it away from from mm, this. Mm, mm, mm. Right? Um, so, so those. But fears how does he? St- he only steals the attention from the subject matter, if you choose to focus your attention on something he said that's not the subject matter. Because all he said was the, was the plight of the black person in absolutely, America. Absolutely, absolutely. All he spoke to was that. All he gave history on that. So if you then choose to say, or oh, he used the word nigger, or he used the word bitch, or he chose to insult, uh, uh, Candace Owens that one. instead of you know, technically breaking her, d- why her logic yeah. is flawed, right? Yeah. If yeah. that's what you focus, choose to... And that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm. That mere distract, uh, distraction, that thought, focusing on that, spending that energy on that, I don't think w- was the is the best thing to do in this time. I feel like, it's like the same thing we argue about sports all the time, the NBA coming back. Mm. And whether that's going to be a distraction to the cause right now. Mm. On one side, people's like, of course it's going to be a distraction. The only reason we were able to protest and do everything we could was because we were of the North. Mm. Uh, we could really have great perspectives. Now, the other side is saying, yo, but if NBA comes back, LeBron and them is still going to be activists. They're still going to be speaking to this in the in their post-game interviews, pre-game interviews. Mm. They can still wear t-shirts that have anything they want to say on them. But th- at the end of the day, are you protesting on the streets or are you watching LeBron say how he feels mm, about mm. the protest? Mm. You know, so... And I think, like, you know, the a once-off 20-second moment from Dave Chappelle and the season of NBA are two different things. Absolutely. Because we consume a lot more, Absolutely. more uh, real estate in mm. my life time. But the annoying thing is if that... If I'm watching a season of NBA as opposed to... But yeah. the problem is that... And, of course, maybe I'm, I'm looking at it... I, it's not even a, a I'm digging too close to it. This is the level of scrutiny required with these situations anyway. Um, the equity in each... Is what the is what holds gravity. Mm. The the NBA's equity is that you'll sit in front of the TV and consume it for hours, mm. uh, repeat repetitively on a different day. Dave's equity is changing your mindset. So you may watch him once, but you may end up 
walking away from that interaction thinking different causing your actions to be different as well it's not even you walk away it's like a it's a you hear it it's funny so it sticks and then you start quoting it and then the quotes start making sense and then you start because now you're quoting them when life happens in in the same way that it was said so now you've got a whole lot more understanding for what this motherfucker was saying but for LeBron James, if I, if like if if he's wearing a a, a Lakers but jersey, mm-hmm. and he wears a, a t-shirt on top of the jersey when he walks out of the tunnel, and I miss that, and uh, I'm just and yeah, I miss yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and I catch the rest of the game, mm. and at the end he gives like a post game, Nokunjana, and then I see him at a rally two weeks later, right? The experience of him being on TV, as far as like me linking it to the cause, you know, I think is more of a distraction, really. As far if we are saying the cause is that important, that Absolutely. like, yeah, absolutely. So it's those risks. Mm. So mm. as much as you understand why Dave did it, you know, you mm. also mm. look at the risk factor behind it. Um, but of course, I love it. I love the attention it brought. I. What I saw, and this is now another thing that Charlemagne has spoken about, is like Charlemagne looked at it as a, as a, you know how the whole world is currently like a raw nerve, right? We're in an uproar. We we are, we we are overwhelmed by all of this shit. We're in a time of everything. Oh we are vulnerable. But here's the, but even your boy Joe Rogan says something that. that like he his views were he was talking to that buff nigga who uh, joked or something. The did you see that nigga? The black nigga. No, there's a white. There's a white. Oh yeah. nigga, you should see the black nigga. <laughs> oh nigga, wait, you gonna come back to your point? Please, please keep right. it in mind. The interview starts. I don't. I didn't know this nigga. This nigga's a bodybuilder from back in the day. I didn't know him. Never heard about him. But the interview just starts, and I'm watching. Oh, okay, let's see what this is about. And Rogan's talking about. How when he first saw pictures of this guy, he thought he was a Marvel character (laughs) (laughs) that was created to kill the Hulk. Mm. I'm like, no way, Joe. Was a nigga wearing a blue t-shirt in the interview? It was a vest. I'm not sure, but it was a vest. Like, I'm like, come on, Joe. You are too, too in tuned with this to make such wild statements and wild Mm. accusations. This the Hulk. And then I Googled this nigga. Holy shit. If I've ever seen anyone who can kill the Hulk, mm. I swear to God. Mm. I swear to God. Fuck is this nigga's name? Uh, I, I, I don't remember, bro. I don't remember. But uh, you can Google like... Uh, Ronnie Coleman. That was the nigga. I saw, I saw the, this nigga. Yo, bro. Yes. Can this nigga. That nigga could... Th- that, uh, yeah, I bet on that nigga against the Hulk. It's cool. Yeah. That nigga has great jobs. But he had his full Joe anyway. was having a separate conversation with another dude who's yeah. like a SEAL and whatever, and they were talking about all of this, and then they were talking about like defunding police and then. Okay. Yeah, like something about like how he spoke about it. Maybe I did because I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't get context, but like the first part of it, he just seemed to view the raw nerveness of the world as people being ready to be triggered. It's it felt like that. It felt like a, you know, it felt like a the perspective is not one of an understanding of where the frustration is coming from and rather a, a a perception of the frustration being an overreaction. 
guys. So the looting and the defund the police and all of that that's coming with the momentum that this mm. moment has, mm -hmm. right? Instead of it being viewed as like, you know, a raw, a pimple that's about to, a raw nerve about to pop, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's being viewed as like, it felt like his sentiment or maybe more so towards defunding police, which is really a tricky conversation because it's a not a we don't want police to exist but we're saying you, you spent so much money and you finding these guys so to come and fucking shit around and like you know like treat us like shit and yeah, you spend yeah. no money on these communities yeah, yeah, yeah. right you spend no money on the school di districts you spend no money on 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 healthcare services you spend no money on fucking living conditions and play and like where the kids are growing up and stuff but you instead you fund these niggas whose mandate is to hire uh, to to lock up black people because you know there's an economy that needs to be run and that shouldn't be such and a that's discussion. the biggest problem with all of this shit right mm -hmm. the fact that it's all economy based so to change to get the real change that you want mm -hmm. you really have to fuck with the econ the po the pockets of the e the economy leaders of the country. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because these niggas are living off of your blood. So it have been them and their great grand ancestors. You know, this ain't this shit ain't new. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, fuck, bro. Like that shit really gets to me. Uh, so now, so now I raise a question just to close it off with with what the guys they were talking about in Nairobi, mm. the raw nerve versus overreaction and overcorrection. But listen, the 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 the, the, the seal nigga was really talking about like. It was a it was a white people conversation. You know how we as uh, niggas can have a conversation about like the, the 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 fucked up shit that niggas do to women amongst us, and there's a lot of shit that we can say and get past saying and get to the point of why we said it mm -hmm. without it being an issue because it's happening between us. Yeah. There was a conversation they were having about police, not they weren't talking because they're white people. They weren't talking about like the history, of mm. and why shit is fucked up. They were talking about the now and the, the the symptoms, the people saying these niggas aren't caring, these niggas are this. Then they were talking about how do you cure that? You know, you, you need to train these niggas so that they know how best to react in a situation, you know. Then they were talking about how the reality of being a police is that you are consciously aware that your life is a threat. This And I'm like, yo... Honestly, the reason like why your life is that fucked up is because yes, you're a police officer, but you're a police officer in a country that the people you serve around don't trust you because mm -hmm. you're a threat. You've always been that. Mm -hmm. You'll never have an experience of people loving you if you don't represent a force and a threat to the community. Like, so how the fuck? So, anyways, like the you know it was tricky. It was like listening to a conversation from a with a black perspective. And then being forced to realize that, okay, these guys are having it from a very different perspective that is not what I was hoping for. Yeah. So I'm just going to listen and hear what they have to say and see if any of the shit they, they, they say uh, makes sense to me. Um, uh, let's move on right, to like the right, fucking right. the music bit. Um, yo, bro, the Chinese are taking over everything. Fucking yep. everything. And it's all a monopoly. You know, um, I posted on Facebook about Tencent. Hold up, niggas. We're recording, man. What the fuck? Oh, shit. It's your ass. Oh, this Who motherfucker. Oh, oh, get your ass in here, nigga. Who is this? Oh, 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 oh. This nigga going... Just, just when he gets to the music segment of the motherfucking show. Just, just <laughs> listen. Every, hey, man, listen. 
Yeah, nigga, we in the studio, nigga. We in the studio. Don't take no pictures, though. But we in the studio, nigga. You busy, motherfucker? All right, all right, all right. So we have hard. We were just getting into the show, music bro. Segment, Get up in my fucking chair. You jack my mic for a little bit. <laughs> Say what's up. Let yeah, people nigga. know what you're giving them. Nigga, shit. Y'all should just say, gave me like a little schedule thing. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga dropped by unannounced, and he said we should have gave him a schedule to drop like, by. Give me a schedule so I can know <laughs> which location is coming at this time. We're sharing this mic. Um, we've uh, 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 you say you're off somewhere, right? So, yeah, nigga. <laughs> Bro, fam, we've got Toby of Heart. Motherfucking nigga heart. just rocked up in the fucking stool. Shout <laughs> out. Shout out to Toby. Nigga, okay, if you're on your way out, right? This is a platform. There's motherfuckers that listen. It's not a billion people, right? But it's nigga. literally three niggas. Say, what the fuck is up, nigga? And when the fuck are you going to be back at this shit? Nigga. Nigga. Shit. Ain't not much, man. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. good, to, good to be on the stage again. I couldn't think of ever getting a chance to come back. You know, you know, you know, <laughs> 2020 been rough. How's that shit been treating an artist? Oh, it's been horrible. Yeah. Inspiration ain't there, dog. <laughs> Bro, listen. Listen, quick question. Like, speak to the impact of fans and not having them. As you say, there's nothing. There's no inspiration because you can't be out there shows. Yeah. You can't see people. And that's the weird thing because I think even though the fans aren't like coming out to the shows because there are no shows. Yeah. There's still people who kind of like fuck yeah. with it. They're like, Tobio, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I released yeah. this song like early, I think, in like the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there was a lady mm-hmm. who was like, oh, so is this like a precursor to an album? So people <laughs> are hungry for people that. People are interested. But it's bro. the platforms like, it's unless you're doing the whole live thing, it's kind of like difficult. Like, hey, hold, on, hold 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 on. You can make music, right? The making music has got nothing to do with the shows, right? Or am I wrong about that? It's a two-way street, I think, at least. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I can make music, but then it needs people to consume it. And I think performance is part of that, where you actually give the full picture, where it's not just audio, where it's just like, oh, you're visual. Because for some people, that actually adds on to the experience of the show, which is always fun. But for a lot of people, it's a personal thing. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. like... Yeah, 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 music yeah, yeah. And, and they listen to that music and they form bonds with you. Yeah, you know, yeah, as an yeah, artist yeah. and as a person. Like, yeah, that's I'm that guy. So we are here having another conversation. We are gonna share this mic. Maybe bring your chair this side, bruh, so that we don't. <laughs> are you in a rush? Okay. <laughs> what question, is your view question, of, of labels in South Africa? Are they do they help for an artist? Does it matter what's happening with labels? <laughs> <laughs> get this mind you um i used to want to get signed i really w- used to want to get signed but did you learn anything about the the, the industry by being like oh this is what's happening i don't know about that i'm not sure about that the thing is all of it's about connections all of it is about being well connected that's yeah, the thing i true. always tell people with you in as much as you're a musician in making up your budget, you must make up that money where you actually go out there to actually interact with the people who are like yeah. playlist editors, the people who are like Apple Music contributors and all that jazz. Which is you have to buy the shots. You mm-hmm. have to <laughs> you have yeah. to build that connection with them. So 
I mean, when you start looking at it from a, a label point of view, I think I remember reading a tweet um, from Ambitious where they said, where someone said, oh, no, you guys are stealing artists' things. And then they said, when you think about it, though, the marketing, <laughs> the marketing, the production, the yeah. recording, um, publication, you know what I'm saying? If you're going on tour, we're going to back you up. We're going to give you a bus. You know what I'm saying? All that ish, my nigga. All of it. So it's kind of like, you see, it's it's a catch-22. You actually have to make your choice. Me, I'm just like, I don't want to be stuck. Okay. I hate y'all. I hate y'all. Um, look out for my album, which is coming out in September, my new album, oh, which is, is going to be a sequel to three, which came out last year. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, um, support your favorite artists. Buy all their favorite stuff. Stop gender-based violence. Stop racism. Love Jesus, everything. Yes, ha! Oh, <laughs> you, you hear it here? We first, were with you until that love Jesus. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, I don't know. However, peace, peace, bro. However, and that is what we mean when we say it was written, right? Because this random ass nigga <laughs> just right popped here. up and introduced the fucking segment, the music section that was trying, with exactly what he said, what this thing, so, okay, hold up, let me stop myself, nigga, okay, (laughs) (laughs) hold up, let me move my bowels, nigga, hold on, nigga, so, in the last conversation, you spoke about, you know, when we were having the, the Durban conversation, you spoke about that you wish for niggas to have learned what needs to be done around you to enable you to carry the art as you free. That's a verbatim quote from you, right? And this nigga just spoke to something that, uh, you know, a homie, you know, he's been here on the podcast, Music Springs featured on podcast, dope MC, great business mind, old school ace, and I were having a conversation the other day. And he was just speaking on like uh, the music business and he was like, um the music business is a long term investment type of business because success comes with time or with not time but with high overhead mm-hmm. right so it needs someone to invest money in an artist in their career and because the commodity that we are trading i.e. the intellectual property that comes with, mu- with music is not thoroughly regulated mm-hmm. to the extent that it's easy for you to you know issue an invoice and get paid type of situation, right? Um, To recover your money, you need to be a nigga that can exert yourself and your forces to get payment and demand respect in the spaces that you're in, Mm -hmm. right? And that's why the biggest players in the game are street niggas, historically. Mm -hmm. Historically, the biggest players in the game have been government, have been big business, and street niggas, because those motherfuckers can exert forces. It's Authority. the Suge Knights yeah. and the whatever. Those motherfuckers can go and demand that Dr. Dre and Easy E be remo- released from a contract. That's that was that was that was fucking drafted to screw them in the first place, yeah. right? You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And he was talking, and we we're having this conversation. He's like, because it's not so heavily, thoroughly regulated, a lot of the the shit that you need 
to do to survive as the, with this thing being a business as an artist you end up having to outsource because you don't have the budget for it nor do you have the muscle for it mm-hmm. right and this is what and like when we're having this conversation i was thinking fuck that's crazy bro like it's true like like to be able to have negotiation power you need to have some form of leverage right and for sure night Brute strength was leverage in yeah. negotiating yeah. those contracts. You don't sign up each one. You know what I'm trying <laughs> That's to say? What this shit is. For big corporate, their contracts and the money they already have and and, beco- and the machine that they own mm-hmm. is leverage for government. Nigga, check my record. Yeah, I'm government. Yeah, nigga, this my my record, yeah, yeah, nigga, this is my fucking <laughs> craps <laughs> table. Nigga. All of this. My casino. All nigga. of this. It's <laughs> my me, casino. Nigga. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? So for you, the artist, you, and it's, you are the, the, You're the, the miner the of the diamond, mm. right? You mine the diamond from yourself, from your pain. Mm-hmm. We've spoken about how tragedy. creativity and tragedy mm-hmm. interlink and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Right, you mine that, and then the only way you can reap value from it is if you can force somebody to pay you what they owe you for it. Really, right? And one is if you can afford to make it pop. And and in fact, I I I wrote this down, so maybe let me read it so that it it makes sense. Um, Success is measured upon whether or not you can sell your shit. And being able to sell your shit comes with a high overhead. And if so, how well you can collect on the money owed to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Hence publishers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So th- and those two things, like the, the 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 selling your record, making your shit pop and being able being owed, being having money due to you for the music that you've made is expensive. That's why you need money. Collecting on it is a lot of admin and a lot of bullshit. Whether it's collecting on or even reaching an agreement to get paid for performance, or collecting royalties from fucking the SAPC yep. through Samro, you understand, and uh, and all of that other bullshit. If it's if you don't have the muscle to go through all of that shit, it's problematic. Then it goes to the conversation we had earlier about there's an era where people worked as collectives, but people aren't all working as collectives, and pe- collectives are breaking up. Because if two people make it, then the, the second person wants to do their own thing in their own banner, and they want to build their own team. So now where there was one team that had two people yeah, who were already there, mm. you've got two teams that have got one individual in it. You know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? So the pooling of resources towards one objective or the success of one thing is problematic because everybody wants to be the thing that's successful. Nobody wants to be a resource that makes this machine more powerful, right? And maybe this is an opportunity to link what we said earlier about uh, creative outputs, and and this is where and people can and people can lend their voices. In you can be a professional in whatever you do. Trust and believe your skill is valuable to somebody doing something else, right? Yeah. Whether you're a lawyer, you can be a lawyer and work for big corporate. You can take your skill and apply it to something that you are interested in. If you are interested in music. And uh, because that represents like your demographic of people, then you can ply your skill there, right? Mm-hmm. In that creative output. Mm-hmm. When you do that, whoever you empower with your skill and your experience has more force, has more power, has more in this music business thing. Mm-hmm. 
I say all of this to say, yo, y'all niggas better play Monopoly because at the Yonku level, like how we spoke last time, at the corporate level, at UMG, at Warner level, at Sony level, those niggas are playing Monopoly and there's no bigger example of that than ten the whole Tencent situation. Like, Tencent got the cheese. Bro, like the Chinese have got the money and they're buying everything. Or they're buying a stake in everything. They buy everything. Yeah, buying a stake in everything. Like, it's, it's disgusting, like, how much incest there is. Like, Sony, Warner, UMG, Spotify. It's all the same. It's all money going to the same pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Apple's in there somewhere. You know what I'm trying to say? It's all money going in the same pocket. So, at that level, you know, Monopoly is being played. Monopoly is being played at, the, at, the, at those levels and niggas are just like shifting their weight. The Chinese are moving because they've got the weight of the money now, right? They're moving in on buying intellectual property. This is what they're buying into. They're buying into the, the music, not just the music, because like music is, 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 is compositions. Music is, is graphic depictions. Music is music videos. Music is the rights to the logo that you put on your mm-hmm. on your on your hoodies do you understand what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. they're buying into that and all of that shit emanated from a nigga's mind and this nigga ain't getting that shit no more nah he's not you know what i'm trying to say nah. or he's not getting all of that of what is due to him for the shit that he created speaking of niggas getting theirs in that whole world of monopoly that we're diving in we didn't see title come up title mm now, once again, Jay-Z is, is an idol of mine since forever. Even when I was hating on his music, he was still inspirational. <laughs> he's still ins- inspiring you yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and he's always spoke ownership, ownership, ownership. Mm. Um, and this is the monopoly we're talking about because these are corporates that are fucking with each other because they're corporates, because of the leverage they hold amongst each other. Mm. And you as an artist can't survive as an artist alone because then you're just fueled. People need to realize there's a reason why words are so fucking important. Because as soon as you say artist, that translates to fuel for a corporate. Elilash. Yes. Yeah, and S-Corp is still going to turn into S-Corp electricity. is going <laughs> nigga. Yo, and then he's going to charge the country shit. for this thing. And, and then he's going to load shed. Yes, and you are burnt up at the end of the day. Charcoal doesn't burn twice. Nothing burns twice, essentially. Um, Except for a lighter. <laughs> Bars. I <laughs> 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 burned that motherfucker the whole week, nigga. The whole week. Except for a roach. You know, when you've got that half-smoked blood, that motherfucker burns twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, those, those are special. You don't go to that ones. Um, but yeah, so I'm saying, when you step into the game as an artist, you're going to get fucked like an artist. But if you step into the game as a brand, as a corporation, as your own label. Like, I've never understood why people don't say they just signed to themselves. Mm. I've never understood that shit. Ever since I've understood understanding. It just makes sense. Okay. We tick, tick, put. You're signed to tick, tick, Because what happens is you finally find out how to start the company and you start that company. But you don't have the muscle or the money. When you meet MYEZ, MYEZ's got the muscle and the money, but he's got his own company. 
So the actual, the first contact with you as an artist is not between you and the company you registered when you started this shit. It's between you and the motherfucker who says, I can do this, that, and the third for you. Because that's the first motherfucker who, who g- who's got something to gain from your But that's what, that's from what your I'm creation. saying, though. That's what I'm saying. Who are you signing? You're signing me, or you're signing my company? Mm. But did you sign yourself to your company? Do you know the paper, what that means? You know well, you know what I'm trying to say? When it stops sleeping, right? Yeah. It stops sleeping because you said you want to be an artist, right? Yeah. You said you want to be a rapper, yeah. right? What do rappers You started the company, you gave it a name, you released music, you, you branded it, but is there a contractual relationship between you, the individual, and the music, and the trademark, and the corporate entity that you registered? Have you registered your trademarks as being owned under that corporate entity? Or will you only realize that you needed to do that when you sign to somebody in the future and all of a sudden you find out they're the ones that own the branding e- for whatever, you they know? They own your past 10 years worth of work. Of work that you didn't get any assistance for. Bro. So. Yeah, so the, the, so the, the, the stop sleeping for today, I think, is really like in reinforcing, y- you know, you say start your own label, but like build, bro. Like, not everybody needs to be an artist to be involved in the music industry, right? True. And most skills that people have to offer are skills that are valuable in, or that can be used in the fucking industry. Mm -hmm. So you can participate and empower in the music industry by not being the star. You know what I'm trying to say? And it's important that you do that because... If you do that, if you are not a star next to a nigga that is a star or that is going to become a star and y'all collectively as niggas that grew up together do something about that, y'all create some of value, that's yours to negotiate. Once the value is concretized and niggas are willing to pay for it, that's for you to decide who to sell to and at what price and on what terms and conditions. And as an artist, you won't always know to consider all these things. And I understand that I- you won't be try- thinking about this in trying to do what you're doing when you start off. But it shouldn't be that the first time you think ab- start thinking about business is when somebody else tries to sign you. You should always be seeing your friends, your colleagues. MYE just got a black book of all the niggas that he knows and what, ve- what, 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 what insights they've if you are in the legal fraternity, mm-hmm. right, he sees the value that you can provide in his life, not in a selfish way. The nigga's gonna pay me for my, for my services yeah, one yeah, day. Yeah, 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 He's yeah, broke yeah. right now, he can't pay me, but. You know what I'm trying to say? So, like, yo, build together, yo. Like, build together. If you're trying to build on your own, you're gonna be building for a long time, and it might not matter. And it's going to be cold and stuff and like that. You know what I'm trying to say? Build together. Empower people to be things besides what you are. Like, uh, are. Empower people to have value in your circle as more than just people associated with your shine. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Those niggas must understand y- their value to you outside of only seeing value because when they meet somebody on the streets, they say, hey, aren't you such and such's friend? When somebody asks me if I'm such and such's friend, I must know that my value in such and such's life is not the fact that I'm known as his friend, but because I contribute. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Y'all niggas need to work together, bro. Not everybody's going to be the star. How long? I have, uh, how far are we? How 
15 minutes worth of things. So yeah, such an important point that I want to, that I would like to start off with an episode as you know, structured out as long as we can. But ah, nigga, we got we got 45 minutes in. Let's take a motherfucking break, and then no, 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 actually, it's right, fine. Cool. No, let's wrap this up. We won't. This won't be much though. It's a it, yeah, it's a break. It's nigga, if it, it relates to this, yeah, just share a bit of it, then we can go into. No, it speaks about working together, about the power. What you said right now, when somebody sees you in the street, says, "Yo, ain't you who's ever such and yeah. such?" The power. I want to break down that power. If you watch the is. documentary of the the one that J Cole and Dreamville did of for Return of a Dreamer, mm-hmm. and you see his team, and you if you watch the documentary around uh, Forest Hills Drive and the other documentaries, and you see that it's the same niggas that he grew up with, mm-hmm. and these niggas aren't just around him as friends who are associated with him. These niggas are around him because they've got a role to play to make this thing work. Yeah. So they their value in this circle is not you. Their value in the circle is what they have to bring that you need, mm-hmm. right? You must be able to identify those things and you must be able to cultivate those things in people. Sometimes people ain't trying to do nothing for you because everybody's trying to be the star of their own show. And that's Everybody's trying to be the star of their own show. But that's not a bad thing. You can be the star of your own show in that I can be a, an artist and you be studying law and we are close friends but we don't see each other for seven years mm-hmm. but then we see each other after seven years and we work together because in that seven years i've gotten better in my craft you've gotten better in your craft mm-hmm. right and then when we come together it's under a venture that requires me to sell my music so i'm the front facing of this but you understand your value to me exactly. you understand so you have no insecurities as a part of this thing you understand your value if there are people around you that don't have a value, like, to you, that you don't need, that, you know what I'm trying to say, like, then that's going to be complicated. Because they may see a value that you don't see, and then that conversation is going to happen one day, and it's going to be awkward, because you didn't think about it. <laughs> you didn't think about this conversation beforehand. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and that's exactly what I was going to be breaking down in a lot more in a lot more detail and I'll employ you actually to go watch um fuck what was the name of it uh but it was KRS one giving a talk at I think it was Harvard mm. yeah and it's um Chris the teacher the teacher Dave the teacher like I said yeah yeah teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 definitely so he breaks down the value system behind what you just said like the value in being jay-z's lawyer yeah you're not mym's lawyer you're jay-z's lawyer yeah and learning how to value that yourself right speaks about that i'm gonna break that down next week it's fine don't worry all right this nigga doesn't want to give y'all more i really wanted to give y'all more today (laughs) but this nigga ain't slept but y'all got more than enough for the motherfucking day. Uh, what else is on your mind, bro? Like, I think that's that's about it on my side. You know, the 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 ten cent deal. Like, you know, look into it. Ten cent owns, you know, a stake in multi choice, and multi choice is bringing Netflix and Amazon in, and ten cents owns a stake in Jukes, 
and Juice is a streaming platform, but Tencent also owns a stake in UMG that owns a stake in Spotify, which is also a streaming platform. So which they owns own a stake shares. In Warner. So it's like it's all incest. It's a lot <laughs> of nasty money related incest, right? It's a lot of incest. Like and and I realize that it's the norm. Right? That's what that's what this thing is. Like at a business level, all it is is money. All it is is money. Let me speak to some. These niggas don't give a fuck what commodity you're trading. If you're making money and you've capitalized the market, I want in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the business model they follow. Mm. But fuck with this. Firstly, do you know that Napster is still available and alive? And it's a it's a it's a it's a prolific streaming platform. Same as Tidal, same as Spotify. Napster. It doesn't do what Napster used to do. It's not just a, it's a quick, name, easy but download thing. Yeah. It's the same motherfuckers. It's grown. Oh, I'm saying it's the same company, but it doesn't do what it used to do. Because what it used to do before was wild. Was wild. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> wild. Was just I didn't understand how wild <laughs> it was when I was participating. <laughs> then you think of you like, wow, this that is shit looting wild. a mess. Like, said, yo, this is crazy, bro. <laughs> wild. wild. Um, but they've grown. They've grown, right? Mm. Proper streaming platform. When you talk about the incest with all these companies, the reason I brought up the fact that titles haven't been announced anywhere around them is because GC is a motherfucking G. But also because there's something to be said about what I was talking about, ownership, about independence. Do you know that between Spotify... SoundCloud, um, Apple Music, um, YouTube, what are the bigger streaming ones? Like about Deezer and them. Mm. Tidal and Napster pay the most. When we was talking about what the fuck is the stream worth, mm. Tidal and Napster, the, digit, the digital breakdown is what one stream amount and I'm gonna get these numbers properly next week we'll have one yeah I saw somebody post I think it was Black X posted the the Spotify conversion rate one dollar for 200 streams or something like that I don't know like nah 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 two thousand something well okay maybe yeah one dollar for two thousand streams or whatever because there's a breakdown of like you get zero point zero zero four six four or some shit of a of a rand of a stream of a dollar thank you of a dollar for one stream for one stream what the fuck is that in cents? Somebody needs to give me yeah, that nigga, like, I want to know how long. And so that niggas can know. So yeah, if I so come to you and say, bro, if you are streaming with me, you are selling your song at 30 cents per listen. That's what the stream is, right? 30 cents per listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then niggas can do the math, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to try and get the numbers on for next week. Um, so you're saying Tidal pays the most. Tidal and Napster. And, and Napster pay the most per stream. They're talking. Zulu is zero point zero zero four six whatever. Um, if there's no third zero, I'm not sure. <laughs> Title and Napster are on some zero point zero one something. There's a whole digit difference, a whole digit jump, a whole decimal, a whole yeah. decimal jump between that shit, and that shit seems tiny until you get a million fucking streams, and you see the worth of that shit. But mm. I'm talking about the fact that independence, it seems, has allowed them to price their shit or whatever the fuck they want. Fonte was on, he called in. They were talking to Joe Budden on some episode. I don't remember what he was talking about, but he was talking about how, like, 
independently. He can live on the little things and 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 yeah. and he like yeah. for his life he doesn't need to be the biggest to be what's the word when something is is is, is viral he doesn't need to have to be a viral moment for yeah, the money sensation. to make sense for him mm-hmm. because of how much he owns in the money so how much Absolutely. of the value that is extractable that actually lands Absolutely. in his pocket I was at a wedding shout out to my G Zola who's in the states got married via Zoom with stream and one of the people that was there is Kat from Swaziland who's like businessman investor nigga talk he's like bro I'm like in my 50s or in four late 40s or just turned 50 and I haven't worked in 15 years off of investments mm. meaning I spent money I put my money in companies and I'm now living off of dividends mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying like concepts like those I don't know where I, ca- I came from before I added this nigga with the dividends no it's 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 um the investments are Fonte talking yeah, about how much he gets out of it mm-hmm. it's what it's, it's that it's like you know it's 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 take away your your focus from being famous from being the no, most popular forget the most popular i get i get what you're going with that you could be the most popular you could be the star but this conversation you have to realize that 2000 sales of 100% of your own shit is better than 2 billion sales of, of 0.01% of of your own shit right that's what you need to realize which means you have to sell less you don't need <laughs> to make more. You don't need <laughs> you a million listeners to sustain your life. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Ownership. That's where this shit is at. Mm. And create, bro. There's always somebody who's willing to consume. There's always somebody who's willing to consume. The test of converting someone from like, you know, like how they talked about, they used to give like a sample of crack and then people would come back and get more yeah, crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SoundCloud yeah. is crack samples, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. that not all the crack is good, right? You yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, niggas, <laughs> niggas not, not all not coming back for the crack. Everybody can make crack good. Right? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, I don't know, bro. Like, um, I hope... Because niggas should just start sleeping through the knowledge. Find yeah, out bruh. what it is. Like, know what about. your niggas is doing. Know what your niggas is planning on doing. Know what your niggas is trying to do. For g- even if your niggas trying to do something else, but he's circumstantially forced to study a particular degree... That nigga has got a particular skill and understanding in something. That nigga is valuable for more than what he wants to do. He's valuable for what he's been able to do, whether or not it's a priority for him. You know? Yeah. You know, find value in one another and see if we can create value together. Um, on that note, Moise, anything else on your mind, my G? Uh, nah, niggas should just stop sleeping on themselves, bro. Stop sleeping, bro. As usual, the suit is beautiful. The motherfucking Why Not Podcast. We out. Peace, peace. Kill the day, this that oops, I'm afraid to say. This that verbal PSA, this that 40, 58. This that better by the day, this that wake up and I slay. Just forget about the slice, this that I need that whole cake. I might load the beat and go OD on all them season spray. Hot top back the K and get them all the dance like B2K. Hey, that's all I'm trying to say, Young in the dumb, I move except. Young in the dumb, I move except.